I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. (laughs) Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry Sorry about about last last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. (laughs) I never stop. (laughs) Yo, fuckers, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming <laughs> podcast. I am Corinne. I'm Christina. Do you have boxes of old photos and videotapes collecting, du- collecting dust in your closet or attic? You lazy bitch. Legacy Box is a safe, simple way to keep your memories digitally preserved. I'm so excited that they are our new sponsor because I just sent a shitload of my home movies via VHS tape in a box to Legacy Box to get them digitized and I'm amped. You just load your old tapes, film pictures, and even audio cassettes into the crush-proof box that Legacy Box sends you. Then you send it back with a prepaid return shipping label, uh, and in a couple weeks, you get everything back on DVD, thumb drive, or digital download through the Legacy Box cloud. The kit uh, includes barcodes for every item so you can keep track throughout the whole process. It's very simple and easy. I did it and uh, I'm, you know, not the smartest, uh, not the brightest crane in the box. Plus, they keep you informed with regular email updates. So if you're looking for a way to digitally preserve your old photos and videos, check out Legacy Box. For a limited time, they're offering Guys We Fuck listeners a giant discount. So go to LegacyBox.com slash GWF. You get 40% off your first order. And honestly, the prices aren't that bad to begin with because I've looked up a service to do this because I've been wanting to do this forever and it was astronomically priced. And I'm so fucking excited Legacy Box came into our lives. So save time and your memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash GWF to save 40% off. Hope my dad didn't overdub any of our home movies with porn because that'll be embarrassing for me. <laughs> I like that you didn't check any of them first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a VHS. I don't have a... Oh, see, I had... Yeah, I, I had my ex-boyfriend do a lot of that uh, about 10 years ago. It took him forever and I nagged him a lot. So it's nicer <laughs> to just pay someone to do it, I think. Yeah, it's very nice. I, I, I got my first bike ride, my first rollerblading experience. Oh, wow. He's in Legacy Box's hands, about to get digitized. I'm oh, so my excited. goodness. Yeah. Oh, come see us live. <laughs> hey, all you motherfuckers in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, we are going to be, that is very short. It's a very short drive outside of Manhattan, okay? At the Bananas Comedy Club, March 9th, which is a Friday for two shows, and Saturday, March 10th, uh, we are going to be in you. Ticket sales? You would think uh, everyone's just telling us to go fuck ourselves. So maybe tell everybody you know in the Jersey area right. to fucking come to these shows. It's pretty embarrassing. And I do have to say, since it's my home state, I feel yeah. a bit personally responsible, even though I'm not I mean, I'm not from not your near area. or around Hasbrook Heights, but I feel like representing Jersey. Yeah. And also it's like, I know a lot of people are waiting for us to do the Bridget Bishop tour in New York City. We have, that's not booked. That's not going to happen. probably not going to happen. No, you should come. Because we, we perform too much separately here and we yeah. have other shows here. So if you are in Manhattan, you got 
got a car, you want to take a little it's lift. 26 minutes. I just Googled yeah, it. Go to bananas. <laughs> uh, and also maybe it's you it is available on iTunes and Google play right now. Uh, it's a comedy sketch and song album that I wrote and created along with Joseph Vesey, who's a comedian and you should buy it. It's nine 99. I'll never forget that price <laughs> denver <laughs> was like i was like 9 11 yeah <laughs> uh, like, what if we made it nine dollars 11 cents that'd actually be really funny denver colorado Hello. oh my god we are so excited to be coming back to comedy works march 15th through the 17th uh we're gonna be doing the bridget bishop tour there it's gonna be a really fun night full of fun surprises and you should absolutely come as you know i'm biased towards colorado really like it um, so that's going to be a fun night. Definitely going to get high and go see the John Bonet Ramsey house. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, well, Christine and I, we find the most horrific thing <laughs> that happens wherever we go on tour and then we go visit it and take some Instagram photos. It really, uh, you know, it just gives you some perspective. Yeah, if there's anything else terrible, I mean, obviously... It goes, we know about Columbine. Like, you don't have to tell us about that. Yeah, that one. We remembered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I not. I didn't forget. Don't yeah, worry. It's not, you know, it's fine. Um, also, already been there. Okay. Um, go you to did? S- yeah, I told you. Remember? Oh, that's right. Um, if if there's a tragedy, I've been to the site. Have you been to uh, we went to the Sandy J- Hook? We went to, no, because I they haven't. Tore it down. I but. haven't been in the area. I don't know why. I've been watching a lot of documentaries on murderers lately. Uh-huh. All men. It's all white guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's a well. Serial killing is a is a white male um occupation. white man's job. So I mean, uh, if anything, if you're a feminist, I mean, there's an open spot. So <laughs> yeah, can't, can't I mean, be Eileen Warnos forever. <laughs> you know the first? Well, no, not the first school shooter because I've actually been looking up school shootings. One of them was a chick. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Young or old? She looked like Cardi Levine. She was like 17. Mm. I was like, mm, maybe she was pissed. I'm like, uh, oh wow, see, this is not good. This hot topic stopped tiring. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys, if you're interested in seeing us live, or if you're like, why are they coming to my city? Go take your butt over to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com/tours for all the other dates. And then, very exciting news. Um, because I've been very sad lately and I have a, like a, a large amount of pop culture knowledge in my head that really I really don't. feel like was going wasted. Yeah. As you know, I am the proud uh, sole creator and uh, president CEO of Wannabe Weekly, which was a very popular online zine dedicated to the Spice Girls. That I did five years um, in high school and then just, you know, quit because I had to go to college. Um, But uh, if you remember uh, a couple, you know, a while ago, uh, Rosebud Baker was on the podcast and she's uh, someone I've been hanging out with a lot. And we realized that we have a mutual obsession with Justin Bieber. And I said, well, we need to talk about this. So we're starting a podcast. It drops Monday, April 2nd called Two Less Lonely Girls. <laughs> it is an unironic, that's very, I, I know I need to keep saying this, it's an unironic 30-minute or less weekly podcast about Justin Bieber. Every week we're going to dissect a part of his career, whether it be an incident, an outfit, a, scandal. a song, a scandal, uh, and we're going to talk about it for 30 minutes Usher's or less. Usher's love for him. Is that um, you know what? It, we all, we're open to suggestions. Oh, I got some topics. If you want to talk to us about it, <laughs> it's nice and short, so it's not going to conflict with your guys. We fucked listening. I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking. Uh, and it's produced by Mike Coscarelli. 
uh, as well, who you've heard on the podcast. Very excited about that. So get ready. And if you're like, fuck Justin Bieber, you know, there's someone in your life who likes Justin Bieber. It's free. Monday, April 2nd. Stay tuned. Um, And also, if you need to find the podcast on your phone, (laughs) if you're looking for it and you're like, I can't see anything, maybe you need to pop in some Hubble contacts. (laughs) That that was seamless. It's a great transition. Thank you. Uh, As you know, I am, (laughs) you know, I got LASIK. But uh, before that, this is weird for me to say, but before that, I was consistently using Hubble contacts. Uh, they're they're great, and I love not having to speak to anyone or leave my house to get contacts. Yeah, if you overwear contacts lenses to save money, Hubble's a really great option for you. What if I told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses every single day for less money? I'd be like, okay. fuck off. Sixty contacts for thirty dollars. Do the math. That's a dollar a fucking day, half the price of other brands. So you're going to want to head over to HubbleContacts.com. That's H-U-B-B-L-E Contacts.com, and you get your first two weeks free. There's really, if you need contacts, just get, they're free. Free. It doesn't matter. And also, even if they're not free, that's 30, no, it's 50 cents per contact per day. Yeah, it's a really that's good. mad cheap. And let me tell you, I've had a lot of problems with my eyes over the year. And when I made the switch to these daily lenses, holy shit. Mm, way better. Everything, my cornea was scratched and all this shit was going on. Daily lenses truly changed my life. Quality daily lenses for half the price of the other guys. Contacts are expensive because four companies control 97% of the market until now. Ugh. Hubble sells directly to you so they can offer contacts for half the price. Getting contacts has never been more convenient or more affordable and no more overpaying or overwearing. So again, you're going to go to Hubble Contacts. That's H-U-B-B-L-E contacts.com. Get your first two weeks of lenses for free. 15 lenses, pairs of lenses for free. I mean, unless you have one eye, then you have 30. Hey, some people Um, only have one eye. Right, exactly. You can't beat that deal. Right now, (laughs) Hubble is offering Guys We Fucked listeners two weeks of free contacts. Again, H-U-B-B-L-E contacts.com and get 2020 vision for half the price. And now that you got your vision straight, you got 2020 vision. When you look in the mirror, you can clearly see that your titties are all fucked up. (laughs) Um, That's where third love comes in. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you and there's only one lingerie brand that offers sizes double a through g and that brand is third love third love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smooth memory foam to create bras that fit and feel fucking fantastic even if you got tiggle bitties it doesn't you don't feel like you're wearing a night suit around your tits it's really nice while most old school bras brands only carry 15 sizes. Third Love offers 60 sizes. So suck on those titties, including half cups, which no one else does. So Third and Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering guys we fucked listeners 15% off your first order. To find the bra you've been waiting for your whole life. For all you have all you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It takes 60 seconds and you could do it all from your your home, okay? No excuses. Never have another awkward fitting room experience again. Oh, boy. I wonder what happened for them to include that in the copy. Try a third love bra. It's so comfortable, you might forget you're wearing it. And if you don't agree, returns and exchanges are always easy and free. 
This year, make the change. The change that will that will change the way you think about bras and your titties forever. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF now to find your perfect fitting bra and you get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com, T-H-I-R-D, slash G-W-F. Again, that is thirdlove.com slash G-W-F. Third Love Tits. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, How you doing? I'm great. Good, yay! I mean, that was completely sarcastic. Oh no, I mean it's fine. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. Um, same normal as always. Uh, okay. So there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about this week. I was just looking it up. There's been a lot of interesting emails in our inbox. First off, primarily, uh, I was I've been watching a lot of old Sex in the City episodes oh. lately. Good move. Because I've seen literally every episode of Impractical Jokers that they're playing and yeah. I needed something else. A couple times, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, this, the same prank is hilarious like three times and then I max out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sex in the City, that's timeless. But Sex in the City and it was in it. I was watching the episodes uh, where Carrie is dating Burger. Do you remember Burger? Oh, Ron yeah. Livingston? Oh, I remember Burger and they went to the Hamptons and Burger was like, this isn't really me. So I feel like I was watching and I was like, I feel like every, it, that sh- this should be required viewing the episodes where Carrie is dating Burger for every mm. young woman and technically young man who's going into uh, dating and going to be in a heterosexual relationship because for me it's such an uh, uh, it's like a warning sign it's a type of guy that you need to know about before it happens to you oh yeah because this is this is like i mean it, it's refresh my memory about burger basically I know. they're both writers and they yeah. uh, they're both writers and at that time carrie is doing really well in her career oh and burger has a really successful book burger's book tanks uh, and uh-oh. it's just him being this constant rain cloud on mm. her success and Carrie feeling like she has to walk on eggshells and like not talk about the good things in her life right to protect this little baby bitch, bitch boy burger well, bitch boy burger that's right bitch boy burger. and I got so angry watching it again and he ruined so many nights and like we've all had that boyfriend or bit or had that night with our boyfriend where our boyfriend's either like taking away uh, happiness over our success because oh, they yeah. can't handle it uh, or like acting out because they you achieve something that they wanted to achieve. It's just mm-hmm. like, and if it's like- Jealousy, you, bitterness. Yeah, it's and that's so okay unhealthy. once in a while, obviously yeah. we're only human, but it's like, if that's something that's constantly happening in your relationship, get the Bye. fuck out. And it's something to really look for because that means that you're with a super insecure partner and that's going to be a burden on you for so long. Yeah. I love, I just love this episode, these episodes because I hated Burger so much. I he, I think I, I hated him more than any, I think more than Aiden, which is hard. <gasps> I loved Aiden. Ugh, what? Do you think Chuck Corp was hot? I, I, it's not about being hot. Aiden was yes, terrible. He was terrible? Oh my God. Just a but little. Kara cheated on him. Baby. Well, I mean, yeah, because he was terrible. It was he was terrible before. He was a baby bitch. He was so on her about the smoking and just oh, like that's right. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and hated. she tried to quit. And then she realized that she's quitting for somebody else, not herself. I hate it. I think you I think it's like it's like you either lo- love Aiden and hate big or love big and hate. And I'm a big person. I love big. Mm-hmm. Big was everything. Like at big, big is, is sexy. Big is everything I'm all about. It's like you, he I know he loves me. He doesn't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I fucking hate burger more than anybody. And so much many people like actually Molly Shannon's my favorite SNL cast member and I mm. always remember it stuck in my head that she loved 
burger. And I was like, as a person, that, that made me change the way I felt about Whoa. Molly Shannon. And now mine. That was her favorite relationship on Sex and City. I think your favorite relationship on Sex and the City is very telling. Yeah. Mine is definitely big. Of I who mean, you are. Yeah. Mine's definitely big. And basically, if it's not big, you're wrong. Um, and <laughs> So I'm glad that we agree on that. Um, have you been to the cutting room? You've seen Aiden and Big, Christopher Noth and John Corbett talking to each other. I haven't. But at I a feel table like you and have. you just masturbate in the corner. I feel like you have. Oh my God. Yeah. If you guys don't know, Chris Noth uh, is um, owns the cutting room in New York City. And he is friends with John Corbett and they talk and they yeah. look each other up in the eye and your vagina just explodes. Well, it's doesn't great. John Corbett do it's the free. voiceover for Walgreens? I'm Ugh, pretty yeah, sure he that does. fucks me up. I hate that. Well, I mean, it does. Like, he has a very um, identifiable voice. He does. Um, very comforting. And then I had one more thing that I want to go over. This is more maintenance for the listeners. Um, it got, you know, I try to answer urgent emails, and there's been a couple mm. urgent emails yeah, I've recently. Noticed. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'm like, let's not be over dramatic, but this one said SOS like 50,000 times yes, in a I row. So that. I did answer it. Did you read the follow up? The- uh, yeah, I read okay. it. Okay. So ba- basically, anyway, this is the person who was trying to help uh, their friend out. I'm going to keep it anonymous, obviously. Uh, trying to keep, to keep their 18 year old friend. Um, they found out in a bathroom in like a Walmart that, um, speaking of Walmart, his obviously female 18 uh, year old friend was pregnant and they panicked because they live in Kentucky and you don't have uh, open access to abortion there. So I just was kind of like the internet is your friend guys. And I just want to remind you that yes, don't ever think like, Oh, because I live in a state where it's not completely accessible. Abortion is not completely accessible. Like you can don't, change the course of your life because you live in a state where abortion is not easily accessible. Correct. It's not worth a couple hundred dollars or like finding a train or a ride or there's always or looking up a fund that your state provides for people who can't afford abortions. First of all, a child's going to be a lot more expensive. So much money. And uh, and then take it, it's a very serious. I mean, obviously, getting an abortion is a serious decision, but also choosing to have a child is a very serious decision. And just because you know of your religion or where you live or your financial situation or because you feel lost or like no one's going to help you, that's not a reason to have a kid just because you couldn't figure out how not to have one. Put that on a bumper sticker. Uh, <laughs> it's a little wordy, but. <laughs> So there's a there's a, and there's several uh, resources that I found, um, you know, because we are spoiled. We live in New York City. I mean, they're just they're just giving out abortions on the street. <laughs> so true. In Which, trucks. You know, it's, it's like this whatever, whatever anyone thinks about New York is completely true. Totally true. <laughs> Um, but there are number one, there is a plan parent in Kentucky. It's, it's just, but I mean, like they do have limited, uh, access to abortion there. Um, I found a cool website called safe to choose.org. Mm. It's safe. The number two, and then choose.org where they will mail abortion pills. Okay. They will not mail it to certain States, Kentucky being one of those States, but it's like, you, you know, know, somebody a friend- in a neighboring state. You know, someone in a neighboring state, get it sent somewhere else. Fucking buy a peel. I mean, I don't know what that you get like a peel, but have some, you can have someone help you. You know, someone in another state. And I mean, yes, this is like technically illegal, but like people are buying drugs over the internet. So I think this is like the least of our worries. Yeah, but yeah. And also it is it, the true crime really here is right. not giving uh, women access to safe abortions. Yes. Because let me tell you something, yes. everybody. Yes. If a woman wants to terminate a pregnancy, she'll fucking figure out a way to do it. And the death risk that you face for seeking a non-safe abortion, a non-medical, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, abortion where not a doctor is there. You're right. just trying to figure it out. 
is way deadlier. Okay. I mean, regular childbirth actually has a really high death rate. That's not really widely talked about because no. they, I guess they don't want to scare us out of reproducing, but um, women they are really st- want us to have all are the still babies regularly going through a lot of complications through pregnancy. I mean, even Kim Kardashian went through some complications. So if you guys like, if it can happen to Kim K, it can happen to anybody. Um, Thanks. So again, Tapana. safe to choose.org is a great place. And again, send it to a friend, get that friend to send it to you. Like you can make it happen. Um, and then we've talked about this, I think once on the podcast before, but it's a good thing to know about um, it's women on waves. Uh, this yes. is literally an it's abortion ship. Uh, and it, and the rules are basically there's Dutch, Dutch waters. law comes into play. When, once you board this ship, obviously the, the ship has to come to near where you live so that you can access it. Um, but it's a really interesting organization. Um, and they're, and they're, uh, giving abortions uh, under Dutch law, women on waves.org. That's yeah, another thing. Gynecologists in a boat. And there's a bunch of resources yeah. listed in the back of the, our book fucked being sexually explorative and self-confident in the world that's screwed um for uh for abortion resources mm-hmm. including the pill one too um so yeah so thank i mean thanks to the friend for reaching out uh this woman did ultimately choose to keep the child i hope she had a really opus open on honest conversation with um her doctor about this i know she went to a doctor i just hope that because of where she was located that they weren't brainwashing her or telling uh, her things that were not true yeah because that which happens. i honestly feel like they were um i'm gonna follow up and and just try to make sure that this person you know she's in a home also where she said she would they the, the family yes. said she would get kicked out um if she had it she was living with her boyfriend's parents uh I, and uh. the boyfriend doesn't seem to be helping a lot i mean i just can't imagine especially a a mother saying that to an 18 year old um, girl it was just it was it really bothered me uh, all week and yeah. I mean obviously I cannot tell someone nor does my place to tell someone that they should get an abortion but if you get unexpectedly pres- uh, pregnant at 18 with someone who um, with a man who is not supporting you I just don't I just yeah I, I, that seem like concerns me yeah and of course you're gonna, like of course you're gonna love the child of course the child's the child's gonna be awesome and you're gonna love your kid and I don't think you're ever going to hopefully you might not I don't think you're ever gonna regret like having that child in your life but I think you might regret having that child in your life at such a young age yeah and also be aware of a thing called crisis pregnancy centers those are centers that are going to convince you to keep a baby uh, they do not offer abortions. Uh, so they are masked as you look up the name and you would think, oh, here's a place I can go to if I get unexpectedly pregnant and I'm not sure what I want to do. There's only one option at the crisis pregnancy centers, and that's to have the fucking baby. So be aware of those. Uh, Lady Parts Justice does a really good job. Follow them on Instagram of uh, pointing out the bullshit and how they like to trick you. Right. So, and there's people who want to help you. There's people yeah. who want to, there's a lot of organizations who want to help uh, young women in distress um, when they find out they're pregnant. So, you know, it's more than just Planned Parenthood. That's kind of like the point of, I want to, like, we always think, yeah, yeah Planned Parenthood's great and plan, think of Planned Parenthood first, but if you don't have a Planned Parenthood, there are other options and, you know, do, do anything you can besides yeah. hurting yourself. So, uh, Speaking of women in distress, this mm-hmm. is this is a horrible transition because it's really not that big of a deal. But this is why you don't have sex with the lights on. Oh, boy. Because when you do a butt test and the lights are on, the you, guy can see you do it. You did a butt test in front of Steven? Yeah, we were going to do it. And I was lying on my stomach. And then I just like put my hand in between my ass cheeks and sniff, you know, just to make sure everything's going good. Yeah, you can't do that. No. I always do it with the lights off. So did you just forget that the lights were on? Yeah. 
And then Steven was trying to still be sexy. He goes, oh, just checking up. I'm like, shut up. Oh, see, I always go to the bathroom right before I'm going to have sex and do it there. I should have done that, but I was too lazy. Oh, okay. The bathroom was all the way on the other side of the apartment. Right. <laughs> well, but you 10 have feet away. You literally have two bathrooms in your apartment, I know, Christina. no excuses. You're always close to a bathroom. I know, I was really tired. This not smoking thing, it was easy and now it's not. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. it was easy and now it's hard. Yeah, because because I was all excited about like, ooh, I'm a murderer. Oh, and now I'm over that because I was that, actually surprised that the medals of honor it was faded for you. Yeah, because I've just, never. I mean, this is like I am have been through so many people in my life have stopped smoking. Yeah. I didn't smoke it that much, I guess. I smoke, you know, two packs a week. That's right. a fair amount. I feel like towards the end, you were smoking more in the yeah. beginning, like the like the past year you were smoking more before that you were not smoking very much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, boy, you know what it is? It's the it, Alan Carr has a great book about quitting cigarettes. It's very helpful. It's just and he talks about like you're feeding the monster, basically. Yeah, it's not to me. It's not a monster. It's a toddler. It's a little baby. It's a toddler in my head going, but I want a cigarette now. And that is the hardest part. Well, yeah, to because- not give the toddler a cookie. Well, because you are someone who does like, which is what I I want, which is, (laughs) I think it's good. Like if you, like, if you want like ice cream, you get it. And like, I don't do that. Like I never, I almost never do that. Even though it seems like I'm consistently like just eating. I actually don't. (laughs) Most of my life is me saying to myself that I can't do something or eat something or watch something. Uh, you know, like I said, that's why Passover is my uh, favorite holiday because <laughs> it's, I, you learn a lot from it. Like yeah. I have a, lo- a lot of willpower, but it's, uh, you know, it's not fun. Yeah. So, you know, it's not good. Shit tastes better, I guess. Well, then, so what, what was, taste- why did you decide to stop smoking? Because then? I have polyps on my vocal cords okay. and it's stupid. It's just stupid to smoke. It's stupid. Well, like, I mean, like, yeah, I was like, I, it's killing you, but I, yeah. like, I don't want to, I hate when people say that to smokers. Like people are so well, annoying I, to smokers. Yeah. But also too, it's like, I'm not doing, if the quitting gave me a lot of self, a lot of like, it was a self-esteem boost to quit smoking cigarettes because it's oh. like, oh, I'm doing something really good for my body. Right. And even though I want to be doing it, I'm not, it's because I never say no to myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, I'm me exercising self-control in the interest of my health. Right. Like that's a confidence booster. When I started training with Talia, like that's a confidence booster because I really never thought I would work out regularly. Oh. And I'm like, oh, good for me. Wow, I can do, like I surprise myself. <laughs> I could do stuff. When you yeah. pay a lady some money yeah, and you feel bad if you don't go. Uh, but you know, whatever it takes. I'm just, you know, chilling. I just want one. I mean, I, uh, I I hate to break this to you, but someone was talking talking about smoking the other day. Oh God, what was it? I was watching something. They're like, "Is it healthy now?" No, they're like, oh, you'll, damn it. they're like, <laughs> the, you'll always want a cigarette." Well, that sucks ass. Right? I don't what know. What the fuck is that about? I don't know, but it's like some stuff will go. I don't know. And then, but then I started justifying. I'm like, "Well, is cigarettes looking really that bad?" You know, and then when you do that, you're like, just shut the fuck up, Christina. Well, it's not good, but I mean, I think that's why I kind of asked you, like, there should be a real reason because like, if the only reason is like other people say it's bad for you. No, it's for me. But it's like, you know, everyone's doing something that's bad for them. So So true. I I don't, I mean, that's, but that's just like when people are so hard on smokers, it's like, well, are you hard on people who are just like eating whatever they want all the time? Are you hard on people who never work out? Are you hard on people? I started smoking more than I would like to have smoked anyway. So I'm like, well... You know, just quit. Yeah. Well, you can try. And lots of people, you know, quit and then, you know, go back 10 years later. Just give it a little rest. 
Put on the shelf. Yeah, for, put the put cigarettes on the shelf, on the for, shelf. De- for 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 a decade or so, and then you know, yeah, maybe I'll just. I think if when you're an old lady, if you want to start smoking again, I think it's badass when old ladies go, smoke. Go and for I don't it. care what anybody thinks of that statement. Yeah, I think when you're 70, if you want to smoke, just I'll do heroin. When I'm smoke 70. until I'm you shit. die. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Try acid. <laughs> when I, that would be interesting when you're 70. Yeah. Um. All right. So this episode, really interesting. It's an episode uh, about a topic that we've wanted to cover for a long time. Um, And we do talk about this within the context of the episode. But if you are currently stuck in ultra orthodox Judaism and you want to get out, there's a wonderful organization called Footsteps Org. You actually access it by going to footstepsorg.org. And if you are an uh, ultra orthodox Jewish person and you're listening to this, you know, you got an itch to do something. You what? Get out. I don't know. Like if you're right. an orthodox oh. person, you're listening to this podcast. I f- oh, you got an itch me, to get me out. Yeah. thinks that, you know, maybe the lifestyle isn't for you. Or if it's or if you're having a great experience in it, also email us. We're really interested to yeah. hear positive stuff about it. Um, and uh, I haven't heard much. Right. And Christina, uh, I know you mentioned during the episode, of, if you wanted to donate, there is a donate button, right? When you go oh, to good. footstepsorg.org, which you can do it. Uh, so right now we're very excited to uh, bring on today's guest she has left ultra or ultra orthodox judaism and it wasn't fucking easy please welcome avi van prague we we aren't here now you care for me but you can't see how you're scared of me if i have your power Blake Lively, Upper East Side, oh, XOXO, Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. Mm. I was like, that show's been off the air for like I know. A, I sound like a Jewish friend it. on Gossip Girl. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was getting with that. But oh yeah, it does sound. It does. Uh, Avi van Prague. It's fancy. Shut one. up, bitch. I'm about on my way. Because <laughs> it's, it's Vander Woodson is one of the people's last names yeah. on that. Yeah, it's good. It has a space in it. It's fancy. It sounds very Gentile, which is hilarious Shocking. for the episode that we're about to do. Mm. Yeah, you did not grow up uh, in an Upper East Side private school. No, you grew up. Uh, where? I grew- <laughs> that was good. I, I was assuming up, Brooklyn, uh, but I don't know. You tell no, me. No, Queens. Really? Well, I was born oh. in Israel. 
So like, you know, Shit, I'm you Israel legit high do. and all that. Uh-oh. But uh, I was born in Israel, lived there for six years, moved to the States. Okay. Um, in this what was it like being a little girl in Israel? Though? Terrifying. I was really? going to say, I was like, because I went as an adult woman <laughs> and it was not. And, you know, everyone's like, isn't it great? I'm like, there's a real weird air going there's on stuff there. Happening. Oh, so really? it's not. I mean, I'm glad I went. But would I go back? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So I grew up um, in Israel and I didn't realize how much it affected me until my friend was uh, watching Silent Hill. And there's this like air raid siren noise in the movie and it went off. Oh, and all of a sudden yeah. I went like full like beast mode. Like I need to go take a walk around the block. Whoa. And I was freaking out. Yeah. And um. I took some time to reflect on it. I was talking to my therapist and she's like, well, you don't think it affected you being in a place where an air raid siren went off like every 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was 15 like- 15 minutes. Oh yeah. No, yeah. That makes sense. It's really <laughs> tense. I would I would imagine that if you grew up there, you would have a lot of anxiety because it's just, it's not, I think people there, you know, kind of similar to your experience, don't realize it while they're there because they're you're just living in this culture of war. But I mean, to go from America, which is not even a very peaceful place mm-hmm. to there, mm-hmm. it was- it was a lot. Yeah. So it was, um, there was a lot of tension always. I yeah. think the religious community was actually very good at isolating itself. So being mm. like, nothing to see here. Just make sure you're covering your knees, you know, like. Right. Very Just don't focused. be a whore is really. Don't, yeah. don't be even a whore. more beyond. Don't be a whore. <laughs> a temptress. Don't yeah. let me see your skin <clears throat> no. on your legs or hands or oh your my God. arms. If you're showing your collarbone, you're going to hell. It's a given. Let's that be honest. Insane. Well, People. collarbones make all the dicks come to the yard or whatever the fuck Kali says. Yeah. I'm boys. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what she, it's something like yeah, that. Milkshakes? My collarbone makes all the boys come to the yard. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're boy. kind of a whore, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I grew up in this neighborhood where it was religious, but there was always this undertone of war. And in the old city, I don't know if you saw when you were there, mm-hmm. there's a PA system that's like that's mm-hmm. wired throughout the city and like five times a day, the old Arabic prayers Reminds come me on. Of the Atlantic City boardwalk or the Ocean <laughs> City boardwalk, but uh, it's a it's it's weird. kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's so you'll be walking down an alleyway, minding your own business, like chasing a ball or whatever it is, like five year olds do, and then all of a sudden, this like squeaky <laughs> PA system comes on. It's like, and then all of a sudden, you hear these like very shaky Arabic prayers coming out of like hidden Arabic. PA speakers. Yeah, because the old city is half Arabic mm-hmm. and half Jew. So you get Arabic prayers, and do you get any Jew prayers? Or the no? Jew prayers didn't come over the PA system. Why not? I'm not sure. That's they not. Have, that's not how we go about life. That's not no, what we do. We're very okay. secretive. Arabics like to announce. Oh, and <laughs> Jews are like, go away. We're, we're, we're the humblest. To announce. We, Mind you, goddamn business. Well, it is. I think that is one interesting thing about Judaism because most um, religions try to recruit. We keep try to keep people out. Yeah, there's <laughs> actually, not invited. There's a rule where the rabbi, if you try to convert and you're not Jewish, the rabbi has to turn you away three times. And be like, you're not good yeah, enough. Yeah, having a sex in the city and also to my friends. No way. But then people have come up to me on the streets of New York. I was t- I told Corinne a bunch of, asking if I'm Jewish, and I say no, and they have always been like, really though, and I'm like, you, they knew. How? I don't know. I don't but know. they're trying. It's like they're not trying to recruit anybody, but they're really trying to get people who are Jewish but not maybe to their extremity. I don't know if, tell me if I'm getting that wrong to be back in with them. No, you're absolutely right. There's a push for, it's mm-hmm. called Kirov. So what they do is if they see like a wayward Jew or off the derech, which is like a really common term. It a basically wayward means, Jew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. OTD means off the path basically. And if they oh. see you, they kind of try to pluck you up and be like, you're going to be redeemed kid and like take you in and they think you're their ticket like into heaven. Like in the heaven. mitzvah tank. Right. <gasps> oh, the mitzvah oh, tanks. Yes. That's why they're so neat. They're, that's why they're so pushy because you're their ticket to heaven. 
happen. But that's also kind of like, I mean, like that's That's what birthright is based on. I mean, like there's no free, you know, no one's just given free trips to Israel. Like there's a whole point behind that. Don't they want you to mate with another Jew? They want you, they want you to move to Israel. They make Aliyah. Yeah. Oh, move. Yeah. It's like Broad City when they go on that, uh, the speed dating airplane and they're they're there and they're trying to like match people up. And it's a very amazing caricature of a super real thing, which is like birthright. They're like, oh, look at all these things and also read this Jew literature and maybe, you know, come (sighs) back to us. And it's, the idea that they're always so pushy with it, you know, is is consistent. Like I was, I was just talking earlier about how now that they see me and I have tattoos and stuff, they don't see that I, I look Jewish. They look at me like I'm a piece of shit. Right. But if yeah. I looked even remotely Jewish, they'd be like, "Oh, come here. You want to sit? You want to go to a okay. Shabbos meal?" Got it. So they they have. So this once you tat your skin, you're not coming back. I in guess. I mean, yeah. And, and what was your what was your type of Judaism called? So it's ultra orthodox. It's okay. the step before the fur hats, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the whole idea, right, is that we're incredibly religious, but the difference between us and being Hasidic is that Hasidic people think that their rabbi is literally the Messiah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Their their rabbi specifically. So they had this. They got one push. rabbi or some shit. So they have a bunch of different sects of uh, Hasidism. I think there's like oh, fifteen wrong. or something. So there's like all these wow. little clans mm-hmm. inside What's the, the strict of the fifteen. Is there the are they strictest? All strict? I think they're all equally strict. Okay. They just have their own little quirks. I would say I'm not okay. even sure. They just have these little things <laughs> that differ between them. And um, one wears pink on Mondays. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, and none of them can sit with each other. It's like a high school cafeteria. They all just like kind of sit and glare at each other and go like, you're less holy than us, oh you know? God. And um, I think a big part of us was that we were just told if you work hard and you're super devout and religious and especially as a woman, like if you mind your damn business, <gasps> right, then God. you'll get into heaven. Because with women, it's always like keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You yeah. And, like, so the they guys pretty just, much that's what they told you. Yeah. So like growing up, my mother. Could you have a career? So a lot of Jewish women actually have careers that support their families because what? the men learn all day. So there's this what? weird dichotomy, right? What are because, they learning? Yeah. Jews are never going to stop working or making money. I mean, that's against everything. Let's be honest. The Diamond yeah. District wouldn't be here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the main thing that I notice is this like dichotomy where you have one school of thought where the men work, learn all day. So they'll be in yeshiva. So they'll be sitting mm. as grown men and rereading the same portions Re- of Torah They over read and the over fucking Torah all day year while the woman year. goes to work. Now, the working How the fuck? of the I'd woman, honestly rather go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I no, mean, shit. That sounds a lot better. They don't, do they really read it all day? I'm not, think? honestly, I they think jerk they go off. there and watch porn. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, wouldn't, no, I wouldn't be shocked either. The biggest Way more scandal. fun. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I don't sit, blame them. They look at a book all day. But that and they sucks in the wife's work, working and then it's like, yeah, just jerk it off all day? Well, yeah, actually. Yeah, no, just surprise, you know. <laughs> and um, with the women, when they work, they work within the Jewish community. So you have, like, because uh, Jewish schools, they're mm-hmm. super segregated. So you have all the teachers in the women's Jewish schools are women because it's so separated between men and women and then Jews and non-Jews. Are there non-Jews that go to those schools? No. Oh, so the so the Jewish schools, right? I was only going to go. Their public school was out of the question, right? Because if I fraternize with non-Jews, a they might try to kill me because I was taught that. And okay, yeah, I was like, (laughs) really, seriously? I know uh, anti-Semitism is up this year. Yes, no, it is in the trending. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was I was taught like my teacher verbatim told me uh, in elementary school like all non-Jews 
whether they know it or not, hate you and they want to kill you. And I was like, I'm going to piss myself. Like I was terrified. My whole childhood was anxiety and I didn't mm. know why until I looked back and went, oh, that makes sense. What about like, because you control people with fear. What it's about like, tactic. you know, like Jerry Seinfeld, like he's a Jew, but he's just like, you know, chilling for all intents but like and does he want to kill you like did they make those people evil as well like jewish people who are not as devoutly religious as i you? didn't know jerry seinfeld existed until i was 16 mm-hmm. damn so you don't know anything about this i was yeah. told gilbert gottfried was a piece of shit um because <gasps> he's a heretic what's that mean um like he denies judaism and god uh, and all this shit so oh, okay i was basically taught that Jews who are devout are Jews. Then there's wayward Jews who we need to save. And then there's Jews who just hang out in non-Judaism. So I think their idea was that if there was a Jew that was making it in the secular world, then they didn't count and we hated them and they were trash. Uh. But if they were miserable, we had to save them. (laughs) Got it. Oh, wow. Okay, but uh, you're there and they're assuming, the person who told you that is assuming that their misery means they're just not as devout as they don't know they want to be. If things go missing, you have a little charity box that you put in that has the face of a rabbi in it who's like the patron saint of finding lost stuff. And you pray to him and then you'd find your keys or your phone or whatever it was, you know. And then they also have, right, this idea that you... You have different rabbis for different stuff, but you always go to them. So if something gets worse in your life, right, like the miserable people, Uh you will go to a rabbi and be like, can you please bless me because life is hard. The worse my life got, the further my mom went into Judaism. Like my mother grew up listening to The Clash. She was dope. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. She grew up in Portland, Oregon. She had a great life. She was like Jewish, but very modern, super secular, watched TV. Yeah. Someone tried to save her? No, she got more religious. She went to seminary. So they do a year after high school where they go to Israel and they learn, right? Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be like you get in touch with your roots and you become more devout. And it's almost for the women training to be wives. It's just brainwashing. Essentially, yeah. So it's it's very concentrated year of brainwashing in one specific stone building where Mm -hmm. they're like, you just learn all day. Yeah. And um, so my mom came out more religious and then- when she got married to my dad and then shit hit the fan with my dad ultimately and we moved back to the States, she went so hard into religion. Like I remember listening mm. to Radio Disney. Did she for, meet like, your dad in Israel? Of my life. Um, no. So oh, okay. funny story. My dad's British. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Is he Jewish? Yeah. Oh, okay. I met him once when I was 17 and he went to greet me and he was like, oh, hello, how are you? And I was like, oh, that's oh, weird. Fuck that. so, like super accent and yeah. like, you know, and you spot of tea. I so I knew he lived in London, but you still never can quite prepare yourself yeah. for your own dad your to own have a dad. different accent than you. It yeah. was like very weird. Yeah. Um and it was super awkward. Like people used to ask me, be like, oh, was it emotional and like lifetimey and you cried? And I'm like, yeah. I never met him. Yeah, so I was how would just you like, know? you're a guy. So Apparently you're my dad. Well, how old are you when he left? He so my parents got divorced when I was six months old. Oh wow. So that's where it gets a little weird. My mother met my dad. They do this matchmaking, right? So they have uh, they like have a matchmaker. Plane, yeah. You ever see Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah. They do that like matchmaker song. Yeah. They Make still do that. Yeah. Match, yeah, exactly. You know, lest I, my womb shrivel up and die. So <laughs> essentially, um, they have this matchmaker and the women send, they have resumes, written resumes with mm-hmm. their picture and their height and their preferences. And like, I want to serve God and I make great challah. That's actually and, not dissimilar to Mormonism where you look through like the book. Mm-hmm. See, all religions are so common. It's like, I mean, 
You guys are more Everyone's similar just than making it up and, and then doing their own version exactly. of it. I it's mean, like, it's so obvious. They have a different God. Yeah, it's basically like sports teams for the same sport. Yeah. Like, we hate these guys even though they do yes, the same thing as but us. But like their hatred results in death. Exactly. And suicide. <laughs> rather than like waving giant foam fingers yeah, in each other's yeah, face. Yeah, rather than like, like Bob going home sad. And it would be super funny if you had like religious conflict and it was just them waving like flags and foam fingers <laughs> in each other's face. Like Judaism's number one. Yeah. I think you just you know? wrote a sketch. That's what you think, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, like go team Jews. So I don't know. I um, I know as much as I can know right now about my mother and my dad, just because I don't talk to my mom right now. Yeah. Um, but from what I've learned through snooping and also random people telling me things, um, is that she submitted her resume to the matchmaker, who was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, great." Some friends recommended this guy. He came highly recommended. All the rabbis were like, "He's great." She married him. Turned out he was a pedophile. Oh, crazy! Oh. I know the British guy. The British guy. So your dad? Yeah, yeah. my That's own British father. men can be pedophiles too. I know it's it's a shame. If Peaky Blinders taught me anything, they were sexy, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, they kind of suck sometimes. So. Damn. I, yeah. So I found this out because when I was 17, I uh, went into my mom's file cabinet because I was looking for like alcohol. Because when you're a teenager, yeah. you're snooping around everywhere to find alcohol. And I found this file that said divorce. Oh, and I was like, mm-hmm. so I decided to do some light reading and I pulled <laughs> it out and I sat down and I got like the biggest shock of my life. And there were these testimonies from him and the social worker talking, right? And he was saying how he felt uncomfortable because he would see me and he felt like conflicted with his desires. And I was like, <gasps> wow, I was a child. Was I was an infant. I was like four months old at the Yo. time that he's discovering this. And I'm Whoa. like, like, I mean, at least, okay. And he never good. did, but he never acted on anything to your knowledge. So that's where ah, it gets even weirder. Shit. Okay. So first of all, I think that like everything in that general category is like you need help. Yeah. Right. And Agreed. it's not Truth. like there's for me anyway, there's any part of pedophilia where I'm like, oh, I could see that. I understand that. Like there's no part of it where I personally can like understand where the desire is coming from. Yeah. Because you're not a pedophile. Yeah, you're, yeah. But babies are ugly. Like I was an <laughs> ugly baby. So and they're I just, don't... they're babies. So, exactly. so your misunderstanding comes from the lack of comes hotness. I don't want to fuck babies a baby. Babies aren't hot. Essentially. Babies are not hot. They poop. I pooped myself. Well, that's like, what you think, Avi. Right. That's fair. And that's you know? what we all think. But some people don't harsh. think that That's at true. all. I mean, I've been told <laughs> I have self-esteem problems. Harsh. So, you know. So maybe another baby. All so, right. Okay. <laughs> um, in any event, wow. uh, I was. Wow. It's crazy. So I was Damn, reading this dude. divorce file. Right. And then I'm like <laughs> reading. What a like, shitty day. But wait, where was your mom? Like, I like it that you're just like leisurely, like with a cup of tea, reading this divorce file. Oh, my mom was, was at work. She was at work. Okay. okay. Yeah. So she was nowhere so, around. So I'm home. I'm hanging out. I'm like reading this and now it's like Shit, a car dude. crash like i'm too you deep in it to look away know. yeah you know and i'm just like this is getting worse but it's like building i have to know and so i flip <sighs> the page again oh, oh. and um i'm reading and it's talking about how my mother i kind of this part gets a little fuzzy which is part of why i want to reread it but like that's gonna be a tough thing to finagle with yeah you should, yeah. should make copies um, yeah i know i should have it's like when you make a copy of a key to break into a house later mm-hmm. no, no i've never done that, that but uh, <laughs> i'll take your word that for it so in any, with me but. in any event um i 
flip the page and I'm reading and it says that my mother walked in on him in the room with me and she freaked out. Now, no! I, right, right. So I have like no idea. I have no idea. And it's all super fuzzy and I don't remember the rest of it, but I remember reading that. And then the next thing I remember reading is that my mother's in the kitchen telling my dad that she'll expose him and he's holding a knife to his own throat saying, I'll kill myself if you do. So Very wow. I know he's super melodramatic. I don't know if it's like the British thing <laughs> dad, or like. I kind of felt that is so dramatic. That's, I know he's such a diva. wow. Yeah, and so, you kn- okay. So go continue. What else? Okay. Did you read anything else? So I'm, I'm reading all of this, and then Fuck, I'm reading dude. my mother in her testimony saying how like she was severely depressed. And I remember when I was a child, my grandparents came out to Israel to help raise me, and they always told me it was because postpartum. But I don't think postpartum lasts for six years. So I, here I we don't are. Think so either you know with me having these memories of like very early childhood kind of lining up with like how my mother was doing mentally during that time. Uh And then when we left Israel, I was raised constantly knowing that like my dad isn't allowed to know where I live and I can't contact him and he's a very bad man. So I essentially- You had no idea why. I was a child. So I thought that my dad was like, a ninja or a murderer or something. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah Stalin. Yeah. Something Stalin. very yeah. sweet. My yes. dad is Stalin. Clearly That's my nice. dad's Stalin and I'm very important. It's the Van Prague. I'm fancy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm here thinking like wow. bad man. So I think he's like some samurai assassin guy. Because yeah. like when you think of a bad man when you're a child, it's very like piratey. You know? Yeah. You have it's no like a caricature of, yeah, yeah, it's a caricature of a bad guy. So I grew up knowing that and that was it. And so when I read all of this, I... I know. I spoke to my mom about it once because we used to meet up a little while ago infrequently for lunches. And over lunch, which probably like it's not the best time to like sit down for brunch with your mom and be like, so about dad, you know? Um, yeah. But I'm like, but if you don't talk to her much. Exactly. This you got like, know. I had this like feeling where it was like, this is my time. Like I yeah. just shit or get off the pot, like say it. Yeah. And I was like, so about dad. And she's like, Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah. She's like, what's going on there, bud? And uh, she's like, what do you want to know? And I and I was like, honestly, I want to know if I was like born out of an abusive act. I want to know if he ever touched you. Like, I want to know what's up. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And she was like, you weren't. And he never touched me, which kind of, I don't know why, but in my head, it almost made it worse that it was like me centric and it wasn't just like he was a bad man to everyone. I don't know why psychologically I feel that way. Well, if he's a mom pedophile, pedophile, pedophile. your mom was just too old. Yeah, your mom was way out of his age Way out of his attraction limit. So, And pedophiles um, can also form an attraction to other adult people as I was telling you about that email I was mm -hmm. reading. Oh Uh, my God. So yeah, I, uh, I was told that by my mom and we're sitting there at lunch and that was about it. Like we... I felt like there was nothing else we could say. And there was almost this like silence that kind of sat Did you on feel us. like there was more to be said and she was just choosing to shut the fuck up yeah, about it? Yeah, so that she sucks. does that a lot with stuff and yeah. it's not my place to pry. Like I've done that with like when I left Judaism, I would talk to her and I was like, I was in this space. Like, you know, when you find out about like a good movie, so you run around telling everyone they have to see mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. So when I left Judaism, I realized it was great. You guys have to leave and, this yeah, Judaism I was like, thing. You guys have to come, like, come with me if you want to live. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you're going to be free and there's movies and music. When and did you, you realize boys. that like, was an option? Ah, 
So when I was a kid, I always had a lot of questions, which is why they gave me Ritalin because they said it was ADHD, which uh. is super fun. Um, so I had all these. <laughs> See that? I mean, that's some cult-like behavior. Right. Because I was like, why Why do we know God exists? And they're like, put Let's her on meds. Let's numb the curious kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'd be like zombieing my way through elementary school. And I mean, shit. and that's kind of a lot sometimes how I feel about antidepressants, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm like, yeah, no, if you're sad, it, uh, you know, there's a difference between being like sad for no reason and then sad with reason because the world is terrible. It's like, yeah, you're just smart <laughs> exactly you're aware you're honest with yourself like charles bukowski was a shitty miserable person but he there knew he a lot of stuff yeah you know yeah and um that's how i felt so i would ask these i mean not to say that i'm charles bukowski I, you know not that smart but well, i who went knows through, you're only 22 <laughs> i have potential i guess i i heard that all throughout elementary that's a school, t-shirt like, i have potential i guess yeah when Alma, i guess when dot, i was dot, in dot. elementary school i was the kid who was like you have potential but you're not reaching it you know well maybe if you didn't numb me with riddle and doc yeah and I, you know they're like oh you have potential but you're asking too many questions so oh, clearly God. you suck they, well that you have potential just not the kind of potential they were looking for right. in some kind of a soldier which that is they were like creating. basically yeah. uh <clears throat> super nanny you know well, there's like, nothing more dangerous than a curious woman yeah no they wanted me to be a stepford wife with more modesty and Sweet. i was going for i like pants and yelling yeah. about things like yeah. pants and yelling which, now, I mean, and you had to wear a skirt yeah, and tights your whole life right so i would wear like in elementary school I had the pleated skirt it hit mm. right around mid-calf because too long is a cast right it was such Whew. an ugly length so yeah like, it's ugly but length. it's also like why are you pleating something that long just do like a, a pencil like straight skirt. yeah i mean but that shows off your rear and let's be honest your rear your rear your rear your rear if they see your bum bum they'll go nuts you know <laughs> their little their little noodle will turn into they, a yeah and then they're like stick. oh what's this and they turn into like a rampage sex monster and that's what they t- that's the reasoning they give you for the dress yes so, no way they so, actually yeah it. they have a book they said that called Aishat Chayil, I believe. And it's it's this book. It's Aishat as big, Chayil, indeed. Yeah, it's as oh, big as, <laughs> it's as big as an Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, and it's like, you can't see my hand right now, but it's, it's like as thick as the arm of a sofa. It's it's a gigantic Thanks for saying book. that, because a lot of our listeners will be like, what are they talking about? Yeah, I'm like holding my hand up like it's this big. And everyone's Is like, that on mm. Google? I haven't seen an encyclopedia in a long time. <laughs> it's true. They used to have them on the CD-ROMs, but nobody knows what a CD-ROM is now oh, anyway. Oh, God. So... Yeah. See, this is some this is some Four benefit to being a young ex-Orthodox Jew. You know all these things. Yeah. A I normal mean, 22 year old's not gonna know what a CD ROM is. A lot of it was like <laughs> experimenting. So like when I left Judaism, mm-hmm. I like would try I would tell everyone if they asked me, like, have you seen this movie? Do you know this musical artist? I'd be like, Of course I do. And then I'd go home and like yeah. research it. Yeah, you like, Google it. I didn't, Nothing, yeah. I didn't want mm-hmm. anyone to know that I didn't know these things. So I'd be yeah. like, of course I've had a cheeseburger. Are you stupid? And then I'd like go to McDonald's. <laughs> my first McDonald's meal, I was 15. I um I was in a McDonald's with my friend and I ordered a cheeseburger because I'd never had one, medium fries and a medium Sprite. And I'll like never forget that. And you never, I, have you ever had soda? So I had Sprite as kosher if it's like yeah. bottled, but I never had McDonald's oh. fries, which okay. by the way, so amazing. Good. Okay. So They're delicious. Um, yeah. And so I was eating this cheeseburger next to her and I couldn't let her know it was my first time having a cheeseburger but inside you couldn't contain the excitement I was having the biggest victory it's like Madonna's like a virgin like I was freaking yeah, out yeah, yeah. I was just like this is amazing and like 
then she was like, and then so shat on the floor. Just kidding. <laughs> She's like, how's your cheeseburger? I'm like, you know, it's like average. It's normal cheeseburger taste. Cause like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know that even people who have eaten McDonald's multiple times still a lot of times freak out over it when we're eating it? Like I've been eating it my whole life. That's and I'm fair. everyone is still like the first one. It's like, it's it's like a 40 year old virgin where he's like, I've done all the sex and boobs feel like bags of sand. Like that's how I felt yeah. for years. Cause I had yeah. no idea. So, oh, oh but back, back to school. the book. Yeah. 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 So we had this book. It was like, gigantic and we would read it and it was about the exact limitations of modesty and what you're supposed to do and if it's above your collarbone below and the reasons why whoa so i would read this book and the boys didn't have to read of course the boys did not have to read this because it's not their fault if they're sexually uncontrollable it's ours obviously that's the way things are so so that's like a common theme in your life that leaked over to non-jew from when you were a baby yeah so it's a very common Mm. theme in my life of like it's your fault that right. men are the way they Man, are. Man, even baby you, did you ever think that? Like, wow, my baby ass so I had, was enticing my dad. I something? had a lot of That's that weird. for a while after I re- after I read Oof. the uh, the papers, and I realized that I'd never really fully gotten closure over because you're leaving an entire world. Yeah, to, to, all you've ever known, right? To explore a world that. I hadn't had a cheeseburger for fuck's sake. Like, did you ever see it? Like, you saw it. Did you ever, you flew before, you've been in, you know, you drove down 34th Street as a ultra-Orthodox Jewish person, right? that's the weird thing. I would be in Queens in Kew Gardens Hills in this little community, and um, we would go everywhere by car, so we wouldn't take the subway. Yeah. Um, anytime we had to be there, we'd go and come back. I never walked up and down Fifth Avenue. I never saw the tree. When I was a child, my mother actually has this really embarrassing story that I hate so much. So now I'm going to say it. So it's on the internet forever. And um, (laughs) I was in Roosevelt Field Mall and they had Santa because it was almost Christmas. But I didn't know that because I didn't know that Christmas was a thing. Whoa. You didn't know about Christmas? Oh yeah. I didn't know about, now I know my boyfriend's family does Christmas and I'm like, I fucking love Christmas. (laughs) I'm going to leave cookies out. I'm crazy about Christmas now. Is your boyfriend a Jew or did you specifically find a non-Jew? So I went through a lot of um experimentation after I left the uh the boyfriend I'm with now he's amazing and like he actually is a tiny bit Jewish on like his mom's dad's side okay but like he was raised fully non-religious they do Christmas because it's American not because it's religious yeah like very so true (laughs) yeah so I was in the mall with my mom and I see this picture of Santa Claus and I'm like, mom, who's that rabbi? <laughs> had a beard. Who's and that rabbi? Yeah, my mom told he me loves that. The color that's red. really sweet. My mom, he's a gay rabbi. I know. So he has horrifying. a twinkle in his eye and he's wearing bright red. Isn't that not modest? Oh my and my, my mom told me that story and I immediately just hated myself. <laughs> I was like oh, the story of Christmas. No, the story of me. Thinking but why would that, that make you hate like, yourself? Oh, how, you would never. How would you know? How I, the fuck would you ever know? that? I was in this space in my head where I was so embarrassed of where I came from at uh-huh. that point oh, in time. Because okay. when I left, well, it's more like you're mad at the community right. for shielding you from life. So I went under the name Abby for like two years after I left until I realized I'm probably not an Abby, which is sad because Broad City's a good show, but like yeah. whatever. But you know, Abby's cooler though. Abby is a cooler it's name. Pretty. It's less I've, common. I've embraced it now, but back then I was like, Sorry to I'm, all the Abbies I'm Abby and I've had all the cheeseburgers. Like I just, <laughs> I just wanted to be like 
Yeah, I'm like, exactly. I wanted to present myself as like this super normal, like, yes, I are average American. I go skateboards. Yeah. Oh like, my God. You have to make a car, like, you have to make an animated series about Yeah, it's just me about walking your down life, like a cartoon you transitioning. Yeah. Just you finding all the American things. Oh my God. The, the first Jewish time list. I watched Jerry Springer, you oh, watched Jerry Springer. My God. I'm I wouldn't lot, recommend that to a anyone. Lot better show. So I was still in Judaism, but I had a friend that I met in summer camp. My mom was like, yes. you can go to her house. And I'm like, great. Obviously it was Jew summer camp. So everyone's Jewish. Right. Great. Right, fantastic. Right, right. Um, I go to her house and she had a TV unbeknownst to my mother. Oh, course. so usually people don't have TVs. No, no. Wow. I had okay. a, I had That's a, an easy way for you to be shielded. I had a no video TV. machine, which means a video machine. It was one. It was the like fuck? one of those televisions that has the VHS player In inside the frame of the TV. So no, and no cable, no cable, no digital TV, no PBS. And Yo. we, uh, I had a bunch of cassette tapes of like Pete's Dragon, which by the way is like the creepiest children's movie. Well, Pete was the old, the, the dragon was a little weird, but. And the guys who were trying to steal him really freaked me out. Yeah, they're scary yeah, even was, in like, the movie. They were scary people. Yeah. Um. And so Chi -Chi I had. Bang Bang's also creepy, but you oh know. my god, the child snatcher. Yeah, tell me about that's, it. I mean, so I had so I had this video machine. So I go to her house and she puts on Jerry Springer, and it was like <laughs> our two midget fighting over life size girl drama. Oh, no, and I was like. I had never seen any of this before. Yeah, you never even saw TV. So I thought that all non-Jews were the people on Jerry. Like, oh, I thought no, everyone no. And then you're like, around. they're right. They do want to kill me. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, they're all crazy. And they she hit thought, each other and strip wow. and mud fight. And it, that's what I thought you it thought was. thought most people were like a Jerry Springer episode. Like, I, like yeah, life I was like that. I thought that there was like the very stable, like lawful good that was the Jewish community. Wow. And then there was chaotic evil. That was the Jerry so Springer. So the TV kind of worked in, along with your mom without agenda. her even knowing yeah, it. My mom didn't agenda. even know, but the TV was like, go mom. And like totally yes. pushed that agenda for her. And the fear was real. Like, oh whoa. no. I was like, she walking. didn't change a channel. Your friend didn't want to change a channel. No, she loved it. I'm she so was, mad I mean, at Jerry Springer right now. Yeah, I know. It was a shame. I was like, so I was like just like, why is this man commentating on their fights? Why is yeah. no one stopping them? Yeah. Like, I didn't it understand like, concept of reality tv and it was so it's trash it's trash and, and i was they, that's annoying so and they taught you non-jews are trash right and when i left my mom trash. was like how is it like how was staying over and i was like it was great we watched tv and she's like tv i never saw that friend again in my life i don't remember why did you tell her i you didn't know you to didn't lie know. at that point i didn't know because you didn't even know what it and you I was told know. you always tell your parents everything. Oh. I hear you. I wasn't even Lest Jewish we go to hell. Right? So yeah. the idea here is Judaism's kind of like the game of life, the board game, where the only objective isn't even to get to heaven. It's not to go to Jewish purgatory hell. Like, okay. Everything you do is out of crippling fear that God will smite you. Mm -hmm. So so God is evil. Right. So God's this like guy where they're like, he's our father and he's great. So God is a guy. scary. That... Oh, God's said, a guy. God's okay. very God's sucks because guy's a girl. So whatever. God's, God's yeah, a girl. yeah. So That's like in Judaism, God's like this big man, and like he's our oh my father, gosh. and he's great, but he's scary, and he'll hit you. Like Whoa. yeah, like you, you, like God fearing. It's very most, God fearing. Most a lot of religions are. religions are God fearing. Yeah. Right again, same say, team. They but like say different we love God. You know, they're like, oh, we love him, but we fear him, and yeah. like our God is an awesome God, and all that like yeah. stuff, and. It was this experience in my childhood where like when I was reading that book about being modest, right? A lot of it mentions if you tempt men, that is on you, which also bleeds That's into so later in my life when sexual abuse would happen. 
it was on me mm. of because I shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. So I had this experience where I was going about my life thinking, well, A, my anxiety was always 100, like always. If my mom was like five minutes late being home, I was convinced she was dead or something. Like I just wow. was constantly neurotic. And my mom didn't help because my mom... Wow. I don't ever think a Jewish mom helps easing. And it's funny because my friend was just telling me, he's like, oh, you're like the Jewish mother hen of our group. And I'm like, please, no, never tell me that again. And he's like, no, you just take care of people. I'm like, that's so fantastic. (laughs) So uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of people have a fear if they don't have a good relationship with their mother of becoming their mother. And with this, it was super. It was just super present always in my life is like what's happening, anxiety, I don't know what's going on. And so as I got older and I was asking these questions, um, I kind of had this moment and I really think that the universe kind of was like, okay, it's time. Like you can handle it now. And my Mm. mom, when I was in seventh grade, had this major back surgery and came home and she couldn't really take care of herself. So I, I had to push her around in a wheelchair to like get her from place to place. And it was Passover. I was... 12. I was pushing her to get to our friend's house for Passover dinner and the wheelchair got stuck on like the lip of the Mm -hmm. curb. First of all, they really need to fix all the curbs in New York. Can I just like (laughs) say that? That needs to happen. So it got like stuck on the little like bump before the curb and I'm like, oh, everyone's stupid and they don't fix things. And I'm trying to get her up and over, but she was post-surgery. So she was at her heaviest and I was Uh. super underweight as a kid. So I had no upper body strength. And I'm like, can you please just go? And the light's changing. Traffic's coming. I'm freaking out because anxiety. And we're like probably going to die. Let's be honest. So (laughs) this Jewish guy's walking by and I'm like, can you please help us yeah. Right. Because I'm not Get supposed my mom to talk to non Jews. So I see like the one Jewish guy. And oh I'm like, my God. You had to search for a Jewish person? I had to search for a Jewish person because that's oh, how my York. brain worked God. back then. I know. Right. <laughs> so I see like this Jewish guy and I'm like, please help us. And he looks at me and he looks at my mom and he says, Shomer Nagia. And he walks away. What the fuck is that? So, mean? I know. We have all these mysterious phrases. So <laughs> Shomer Nagia is dick. the technical Jewish law that a man cannot touch a woman. Mm-hmm. First of all, he would have been touching the, the wheelchair. Chair. He would have been touching the wheelchair, which makes me. So, and like, I don't know who he is, but I wish I could find him and be like, it would have been the punch in the fucking, fucking dick. idiot. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just tell everyone That's around rude. and be like, hey, everyone, this guy's a dick, just in case yeah. you didn't know, you know, like, let his family know or whatever. Well, well, he was also believed, though, too, right. that he, believed he probably he was doing feared the right God thing. would go to he- make him go to hell if he did it. Right. And so, so he you know, I don't away. blame him. He God, walks damn. away. And I'm like standing there and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just like, oh, no, like, freaking <laughs> oh, out. No. And I and this random guy comes up to me now. First of all, the Jewish community is incredibly racially insensitive. Mm-hmm. Well, no shit. Yeah, so I, mean, I, this, I figured, but the, the, the more intense Jews, this right? Hispanic guy walks up to me. Yeah, it's it's a, well, it's actually culturally a lot of Jews in general are are racist. Are racist? Jewish people and black ra- people don't get along. They're racist as fuck, what? which is weird because a lot it, of the time they live right next to each other. Well, it's interesting. Yes, they, and they're also oh. just like if you look at the history of those two groups, they actually have a lot in common and really should get along. But mm-hmm. like black people don't like Jewish people. Jewish people don't like black people. It just stereotypically, obviously, that is not true mm-hmm. for every individual yeah. person. But as a large culture, I a lot that. of insensitivity on both sides. Right. So this Hispanic <laughs> guy comes up to me, and first of all, he's not Jewish. Second of all, he's a man. Third of all, he's Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there and I'm just like, 
oh God. It's like the most unconventional triple threat anyone could think of. <laughs> like I'm looking at him and I'm just like, oh no. So, yeah. Did he so want to help? Did he, he was comes the up to me? Oh. He's like, Do you need help? And I can't oh. even talk, so I just oh, nod my crap. head and I'm like, uh uh-huh. and he picks up the chair, lifts her off the curb, and then asks us where we're going and pushes her the rest of the way. Oh, what a to sweet where we're man. going. And I don't know who this fucking guy was either, but like An angel. he changed everything for me. And like I want to thank him because I was taught, remember, that like non-Jews wanted to kill us, and I was like, that was a lie. And so, so you wow. needed that so one good experience. It cracked it. And I'm yeah. like, everything that else is kind a lie. Mexican man saved everything. Saved you. But I mean, that's how ironic is, is that? <laughs> that? A Mexican man saved you. That story Kinda. is that story is so great, though, because I mean, I think that's like a story that you can use for like that everyone can tell because it's just like yeah. all. And that's why it's like kind of like this podcast or just anyone or having that like real human interaction with someone of a different gender or religion or sexual orientation. Like that's kind of all it takes. And then it's not this like story. It's this real thing. And you're like, oh, OK, of course, maybe you should be able to get married or maybe you should be able to reproduce or exactly. not have kids or do whatever you want you know exactly and that's kind of where wow. i was at this guy changed everything because it was just the one crack in the facade and then i was right. like everything else might be a lie like Damn, well yeah and you were you are that's like your guardian person. angel mm-hmm. and so i was like wait a minute you know <laughs> like wow and what did your mom say did your mom say anything my mom said nothing my mom was like i was like oh my that was like so nice of him my mom's like well we're here let's go to dinner like oh, she didn't whoa. give a shit and i was like okay i mean cool mom man just saved her life but whatever yeah and it's funny you talk about the one person who makes you realize your sexuality because i have oh my god i have this story so when i was in like <laughs> sixth grade Okay, I used to eat during class a lot. The only reason that's relevant <laughs> is because if they caught you eating during class, you would be severely punished. So I kept all severely? my snacks in my mean? bra. Severely, you were that hungry that you were willing to take I that risk. Eat well, that's, that's kind of fun. <laughs> oh my god, I eat like constantly. If I'm not snacking, I love snacks. I'm thinking like right now Dude. in the back of my head, I'm like potato chips are. I great. pounded a full bag of chips all today. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love you. snacking, so I have like all these like snacks in my bra, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like chilling pulling them out. All of a sudden I go into reach a snack and I, I feel like a lump in my breast and I'm like, Oh, that my ain't a snack. God. Yeah. That's, that's not a snack, oh, honey. And so I'm just like, Oh fuck. You talk so, to yourself girl, like a diner waitress. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> honey, a, that ain't a snack. Like a 50 year old single diner waitress. I'm like, honey, you need help. You yeah. know? And so I go into the bathroom and I'm like, Oh crap. Mm-hmm. So I call my best friend in and I'm like, Hey, Devor, can you come help me with this? And she feels it. And not only do we realize it is a lump, I realize I like women, <laughs> which is really shitty Aww. timing. So I found yeah, out I was, she was bisexual. Probably trying to help you figure out if you had well, titty cancer. Yeah, while this girl's trying to figure out if I have boob cancer. Right. In this and you're bathroom. like, well, while we're here, I like that you're doing that. Right. And I'm like standing there. <laughs> and then in my head, I had this very like, very Neanderthalic rudimentary idea of like, consent or I'm like this is wrong for me to like this when she doesn't mean to be doing it in that way that's mm-hmm. very ugh, such you a, know so such a woman of you I feel like women like I was trying to be considerate but also too do you think I mean I don't know are you genu- you define yourself as genuinely bisexual because like someone touching your boob I mean I don't really care who anyone touching nice. my boob I'm like hooray like great. I have a friend who one of her hobbies <laughs> is like she'll go up to people and pinch their nipple as like a test of their character oh that's <laughs> nice she came up to me once and she <laughs> I'd did probably it. punch her in the face She's yeah gonna, get a little bit of a trouble there. Yeah, yeah, she did it to me, and I'm like staring at her, and I'm like, "Okay, buddy, <laughs> this ends now." And um, yeah, so this this girl was there, and she's helping me. And uh, to speak to the bisexuality piece, I 
really realized it because after that happened, I kind of dove into this spot where I saw women in a different light now. Yeah, I would imagine. Because because you can go there in your mind. Right. If before you were that, because we were never taught like, oh, sex. The first so time, you knew nothing about it? <laughs> no. So the first time my friend got her period, actually, that same friend, the boob friend, she uh, <laughs> she's in the bathroom and she called me because she got her period and thought she was dying. Because copious amounts of blood had just come out of her nether No region. one gave you a heads up that that happens when you No one was like, by the way, your vagina spouts blood once a month. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no one, one told you you were going to get your period? No. What the fuck? When so, you got your period, were you like, mom, did you think you were dying? So my friend calls me in because she's freaking out and she's like, I think I'm dying. And I'm like, okay. So we go to her mom. Yeah. Right. And she goes to talk to her mom. And she's like, she... She went to talk to her mom like a child that broke a vase. Like, she thought she did something wrong. Oh, my God. You know, by getting her period. And, Aww. like, I remember that because looking back on it in the with the knowledge I have now, like, mm-hmm. that's a shame. Yeah, you know? so sad. There's a lot of things in this story that are a shame. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's tragic. I'm just tragic. So, there's... No, no you're, a, you're a success story. You're I, mean, I think. I don't know how but to say it. There's a lot of stories. It's very saddening Look, get, getting this um, and in look in. I don't mean to be disrespectful no, of it, but it fine. seems really shitty and sad. So in retrospect, right, looking back on all these things, the fact that she went to her mom like, mom, I broke your vase, you know, like, and she said like, I'm bleeding and her mom's like, okay, where? Let's fix it. And like, she couldn't even say the word vagina or point to her vagina or like be like, my pussy. Like, you can't say those things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You You can't say vagina? No, because that's, you know, you don't. What did she... So your parents gave you, or your mother gave you zero anything. context. No context. Like just pretended you didn't have a vagina. No, no context. Like when how my, to wipe yourself? What about like every little toddler has to learn how to wipe so themselves? I'm assuming, <laughs> right? Because I don't quite remember when I right. wipe myself. Yeah, but I'm assuming either. that she wiped me and then showed me how to wipe myself, but didn't use words. Words more just showing me. Yeah. So I remember that. She went to her mom and she was like, she's like, I'm bleeding. And her mom's like, oh, where? Let's get a Band-Aid. And she's like, no. And then her mom like stared at her. And then she was like, can I take you to the bathroom? And then her mom pieced it together. Okay. It took her that. Wow. So it it took, it was like this weird conversational dance around the word vagina. Wow. You know? Mm -hmm. And her mom was like, okay. And then sat her down and, you know, as a byproduct, sat me down Uh and was like, so once a month you get this thing. It's very dirty. You clean it. Dirty. Okay, so there's actually a rule in Judaism. Yeah. Where if you're married and you get your period, you can't touch your husband mm-hmm. for when you're bleeding and the seven days after, mm-hmm. and you have to go to a ritual seven bath. Seven days mm-hmm. after your period. And usually they have beds that are two twin beds that come together, and then you separate them when you're on your period and the seven days after, right. lest you have sex when you're on your period. I mean, I would kind of like that setup now, but just so <laughs> no one bothered me during my period. Yeah, you're just like, please let me eat my Cheetos in peace. I have no <laughs> patience like, It wasn't you. set up to like respect the woman's privacy while her period was happening at all. It was just to get her away because she was, it was a dirty little whore. Right. So, and that goes back to wow. biblical times. We learned right. in the Bible Damn. that there would be the tribes when they were like lost in the desert for mm-hmm. 40 fucking years. I don't know how they were lost for 40 fucking they years. They weren't. Like, whatever. Someone made that. I, I mean, know. A lot of this shit is Some, a little fictional. Someone who wants to like, somebody who wanted to like complain about like I don't know. Sitting. So, I mean, I still use like a compass in New York and I've lived here for 15 years. That's I could, fair. I could a- see with no GPS. <laughs> It's myself getting lost years in the desert. It, all the desert looks the same. Well, that's true. that's true. I mean, getting lost, I get. 
I mean, I feel like if they, they had to go to a mountain, if there's one mountain in all of the desert mm. and you but can't hey, spot eat, it, we're going to drink. Well, you have like one tracker who claims he's a tracker, but he's actually like totally fake. <laughs> he's, he's just like, a no, perv it's this wanted to join in. Yeah, he's like, it's this way, guys. And you're like, we went this Shot way, Ezekiel. Larry. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah. So, wow. Um, With that, like. So she we got her period. Taught. The mom she told got, her. She got her period. The both mom told you. both of us all this stuff. And so back in biblical times, when a woman mm-hmm. got her period, she had to stay like 50 feet away from the rest of the tribe and march by herself for that duration of time. And so it she got probably carried liked down. It, I know. I would be it's like- also disrespectful, but she's probably like, good. I want to be a fucking alone. Yeah. I was like, I don't want you. Fu- you smell. Don't yeah. touch me. Everyone's complaining. I'm bleeding. I feel bloated all the yeah, time. Just yeah, leave yeah, me alone. Yeah. So- it got passed down to modern times where women are now considered dirty when they have their period. And so we were taught that like, when you have your period, you have to feel the shame. You know, it's like all about with women. It's all about the because shame. shame is how you control people. And exactly. if you control the women who produce the babies, you got to handle on the fucking population. Exactly. And so what would happen is, um, damn, in <laughs> what happened was at the end of sixth grade, Turns out we were supposed to have a rudimentary period talk, but they gave it to us at the end of seventh grade. By the way, you're going to have your period back. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> pretty much already had their period. Right, already. I was going to say, by too se- late. what was the talk? What did it consist of? So I remember all the teachers were having an argument, and I didn't know why, but now I realize it's because none of them wanted to talk about it. Oh, God. So they push it on the science teacher, who's like a really nice woman, but she was like super quiet and awkward. She was like that one teacher that you know was the nerdy kid in school. You know, yeah, and like sweet and she's meek and mouse-like, super sweet. So they just go like, Mouse-y. "Oh, she'll do it," and like they push it on her. The science teacher is, I mean, that is that is the person body to science. do it. Pers- yeah, but so they push her in, and she like shuffles in, and she looks oh. so uncomfortable. And the only thing I remember about the class is her drawing like silhouettes of boobs. <laughs> on the chalkboard to be like, and this is what it looks like when when your breasts grow, and then just telling oh. us that our hips are gonna get bigger, and that was like anything about blood it. yet. So she she did say like you'll notice some changes, and <laughs> you'll have like a monthly experience. She Whoa. used a lot of really weird Whoa. words. <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling my period a monthly, monthly experience. Yeah, it's that like, sounds actually it's great. definitely you'll an have experience. A monthly experience. I'm like, oh, my monthly well, experience. experience is one yeah, fucking like, word like, for it. Like, what experience? Will there be cake? Like, you know, yeah. it turns out there's no uh, cake, kinda. but lots of bloating. Uh, and you want cake. Nowadays, there's, there's lots of cake. Yeah, it's true. Go to CVS. <laughs> I just go to like Whole Foods and buy a bunch of berries. And then I like sit with oh, my berries fine. and I'm like, no one touch my berries. <laughs> like, for three <laughs> like days. Yeah. And then the rest of the four days, I just cry. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there Same. I am. Uh, learning about periods in this like really weird class and like we learn nothing about sex. So And so she never t- goes over the- does she say the word blood? No. Wow. So there's no word blood. But you guys already had your period right. so, so all I of was you like, knew exactly what you I was about. like, oh the experience blood got it, you, so you know. You never knew that that was your mm. uterine lining shedding because your the egg didn't get No, the first time I saw like a a clump in a pad, I was like, oh my god. Like <laughs> wow. Out. Wow. And um I thought public school sex I was Cuz I thought nope. it was just like blood and then I didn't know it was lining so I'm like I I thought that something opens up where excess blood you have in your system like pours like out of your vagina of it's just, you. yeah. yeah it's just like this yeah, is the I easiest think too, exit yeah. I had no idea it was lining um right and so we aren't taught about sex I was actually never taught about sex which so you knew you never knew up until this point that anything went in your vagina no and you never masturbated no yeah. so yeah so here's where it gets weird so I think 
it relates to like my my father and a bunch of other stuff, but I was weirdly sexually aware at a young age, but I didn't have a word for, or like anything to like, yeah, but I was like, oh, I have it. a thing down here and it's interesting. And like, well, that's normal. That's super normal. Yeah, I mean, Diary of Anne Frank, she's, su- I mean, she she's, talks about masturbating she's too. super sexual. She was a horny little kid, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, she absolutely was. And some, uh, the uh, the copies we got, they took it out. No, obviously. Of course, we had textbooks yeah, no where they surprised. would rip entire pages out. Like we'd have textbooks that where we'd go from so page eighty-seven to one thirteen, and scary mm-hmm. and controlling. No, that's incredibly scary. Shit, it's like I don't. It's the ultimate propaganda. Like you think about propaganda, you think about like foreign countries and communist. Like you think about Commun- like yeah, the red scare. Yeah, 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 the red scare and all that. You don't think about these tiny communities like right next in door to us. in New York City. They live in New York City. They have everything. But New when York you City pass them, everything. though, I will say, and we were talking about this earlier. Um, like they seem rude. They seem they seem like they don't want anything to do with you. They're so it, it's very like you are the other and get the fuck away from me mm-hmm. is I, I my friend Melissa and I I remember we were walking to some gig and she was walking with me and it was through an ultra it, a Hasidic community yep. because they had the fur hat that's fur hats right <laughs> that's fur hats and they wouldn't look at us in the I mean we we're just walking through and the whole community was very there's some bell rang and all these people came out of the house mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck and it was like damn dude you don't. I I mean they, I could be bleeding on the street and you just mm-hmm. look at it like it's a they look at day. you and they're like what are you doing in our yeah area? yeah you really were in the way yeah and so that's the way they go about things because they don't know how to relate to non Jews right they don't really teach us much of anything because the propaganda keeps us away right and, and the rabbis are really responsible for keeping that ongoing oh right? there's and five really- rabbis that decide everything I was telling you there's five rabbis go like this person's good for the Jews vote for this person and they all go. Okay, and they vote for that person. Mm-hmm. So no opinion of your own no opinion is encouraged own. at all. Would, would you have creative writing in, in class, in school? Like, So we had creative writing. We would get a specific topic. We would give it to the teacher before anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's like, here's a creative topic. Oosh, write about better. how being a good housewife is fulfilling emotionally. Right. Like, yeah, they give I, you a narrative. Basically. I had a class in... 11th grade that was called good housewife class no way and yes i did and we would sit down and my i remember my teacher telling me <sighs> things so sad like if your husband gets angry just give him food don't speak give him food give him water walk away give him space like a, dog? Like a rabbit dog <laughs> yeah it's like if you're going into the lion's exhibit don't maintain eye contact like that kind of stuff where it's like if he's angry you have to placate him and you have to be the soothing Fuck voice and that noise so hard i do I have to say because i kind of imagine that your mother grew up in like a, a similar or like had similar mm-hmm. beliefs and so the fact that she was able to walk away from your dad for being a pedophile Big is deal i mean that's a huge Huge move, big deal. So like, I mean, like, no, no, that's like a no matter what, that's that's really like a cool. that's a grand gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so it says a lot about her character. Oh, I do think <clears throat> she must have seen something terrible when she walked into that room. Absolutely, and part of what happened was they found out post facto that the people that vouched for my father, my father's family, pedophiles. is super rich, mm-hmm. and oh. they paid a bunch of people off. To and say my mom, he was good? To say he was good to get him married. And my mom... So was, they knew... This was like a thing knew. that they knew. Everyone knew. Fuck, man. Everyone knew. They were like, like a, oh, a there goes Joey secret. the pedophile right. and like, let him marry my mother. Yeah. Um. And it's... it's They paid him off, which is part of the problem is we we kind of talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Not the giving amount, any resources. The amount of harboring abusers in the community yeah. is 
insane. Wow. Yeah, because that what the, one of the first things I had asked Avi when when we sat down was uh, sexual abuse. Like, because the mm-hmm. one person I knew that was ultra orthodox was sexually abused as a little boy by a rabbi, and I'm like, I mean, but how how? This well, because there's pedophiles well, this, everywhere. It's just easier to do yep, in a absolutely. community where you're basically living by your own laws. Oh, and the, but this is just <clears> going <throat> to happen forever. This the, who there so there has it. there has to be some way because there's people who raise money. Like I said, the five rabbis who decide everything. They get like the five rabbis together. They make a decree. They say, okay, we're going to put out this official decree. And you have parents of the kids. You have neighbors. Oh, yeah, the money for the, the defense fund. Who raised the fucking money for the defense lawyers how for much? these abusers. And yeah. it was how much money? It was, it was like $10 million. $10 million. For, for like the best defense lawyers. Oh, this is lawyers. not a surprise That is me. insane. Where the fuck did that come? They're that rich? Yeah. They're what? sitting on that They'll much money? They'll have parents when you, when pawning you, wedding rings see, for this shit. this is very crazy. interesting because I watch, you know, I, I watch a lot of my uh, sister wife shows mm. on TLC. But the, these communities are very similar in that like in the outside world we don't really we're not like we don't look out for each other but in these religions even if it's yeah. for negative things it's a it's a big Looking group out. of people all for a common cause a lot of times they're shunned by the outside world but that makes the power within that much more strong they're hoarding all their money they're probably putting money under their fucking mattress not putting it in a bank yep. so like Ooh. it's just all there it's not surprising. Damn. I, mean, I, know, yeah, I know all that. It's terrible, but like, and wow. it, it's so hard to get kind of infiltrate these groups that it's like, you have to kind of go one at a time and, and just mm-hmm. hope. And we were kind of um, talking how it's like, you're not, it's not like you're Amish and you get the opportunity no to visit, the, uh, yeah, visit the, out, the outside world, which I think, you know, even, which I always thought was like pretty big of the Amish community. I know, it's like too. have a year of sex and weed and come back to us. But then if you, yeah. you say no and you're like, I'm going to join the normal world, they're like, all right, bye forever, I guess. Well, because right. I mean, they, they very Sucks. well couldn't accept you in because then that would ruin the whole interior because once there's yeah. one kind of like, it's like one- They can't have a breach in the One fence. rotting yeah. blueberry is going to rot all the other blueberries. Right. I mean, so that makes sense to me wow. if you're, you know, because you're running when you're running a religion, you're also running a business. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But I mean, just the fact that they say go out there and look and if that's better, it's just a big decision to have a young person that's be like, choose your whole family or like the world. When I yeah. found out that Amish people did that, I was right. like, wow, it's I never, idea. I was jealous. I was like, I never got that. It's a how, really great idea. Yeah. How old were you when you left the so, ultra Orthodox community? I was under my mother's roof until I was 18 only because I had nowhere to go. So they talk yeah. about how in the Jewish community, mm. the Jewish community gives you everything. And as a woman, especially, I was raised to be a wife. I had no skills. I, yeah, I, I have, uh, my boyfriend actually, he tells me sometimes he's like, I'm surprised you're as smart as you are like not that yeah. like I didn't think you were smart but you didn't get access to that education right but the fact that you're this intelligent despite being in an environment that gave you literally nothing to go off of yeah. like I was taught good housewife class I wasn't mm-hmm. taught how to balance now, the careers that the yeah. women would have though they would be either be a teacher at the school right, you'd be a teacher or a housewife school, is that the only or two a options? housewife what are the other or a secretary or you'd secretary. work for the synagogue yeah you okay like, so work within for the, the community the always way. within the community and the men never had jobs except going and reading the Torah over right and, over and again. some of the men do get okay. jobs but they're truck drivers or they're doctors a lot of doctors okay. I was going to say, yeah, you need doctors and lawyers. You need and doctors for the Jewish community. Like I, I had a doctor who was Jewish and he pretty much only saw Jewish patients and I would go to him and 
it was a Jewish medical clinic. It just, everything was very segregated because the less contact we had with the outside Jesus. world, the firmer a hold they had on us. Of and, course. and did you guys pay taxes? I know and maybe you didn't get that far in life there. I didn't really get that money. far in life there. Because um, how do you avoid that? Well, I mean, yeah, you're still on the books. You still have to be paying taxes. Yeah, if you I have think, a, like anyone with a social security because you use number. The streets, you use the roads, you know. The, you know I think they do but, pay taxes. I am. Okay. Um, I had this experience though. So after this, this amazing man helps me and my mother yeah, the out. Amazing Mexican man. I know. God bless him. Like seriously, <laughs> I think about him and I'm like, who are you? Like yeah. I want to know. And um, after that happened, I kind of was like, okay, I see what's happening here. And um, I started asking questions again. And I was like, they'd be like, you need to stop. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Like now I'm angry. Like I wasn't even before. I was just confused and kind of sad because I felt alone. But now I'm angry. Yeah, because you're kind of being abused emotionally. Right. And so all of a sudden I have this realization. I remember so vividly, I was sitting on my bed. I must've been like 15. And you know, when you have this like moment of clarity where something just hits you in the face, yeah. like you're just like, oh mm-hmm. shit. Yep. I was sitting on my bed and it just fell on me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, any religion could be right or wrong and you will never know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, goddamn truth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so... I have this moment and it, I'm just like, okay, so Hispanic guy, amazing. And religion is possibly all wrong and everything's meaningless. And then we die. And yep. I'm like four, like 15. So I'm just like, okay, I start panicking. Um, when I'm so unlike you, <laughs> I know right? I'm a very comp, no anxiety here. Man, um, you're probably anxiety discover weed, huh? Dude. So <laughs> let me tell you. My mom gets remarried to this fucking guy when you were lives 15? in Chicago. No, I was in eighth grade. I was 13. Oh, okay. So we moved to Chicago. Why is she, why is she always finding these people way far away? I know. How did she find this guy? Yeah, both dating? of them were trash. <laughs> matchmakers, obviously. Again, oh, the matchmakers. The, the matchmakers. They're wow. like, oh, there's this guy. So we moved to Chicago suck. because she gets married and she's wow. like, they'll start high school fresh. Did she meet this guy before she married him? She met him like twice. Oh, good. Or three times, maybe. Did you um, meet him? I met him once and he had a bunch of kids from a previous marriage. How mm. many? Um, Three. Your age? No, there was a boy around my age and then two girls who were younger. Okay. Um, ultra Orthodox ultra as well, Orthodox. right? Okay. So they spent half the week with their mother and then okay. half the week with us. And then my stepbrother started, what I didn't know at the time was grooming me to rape me. Um, so mm. he's standing there and he's like saying all these things like, oh, do you shave? Like, what do you wear? Do you sleep naked? Like all this shit where I'm just how like- How old are you guys? I was, 13? we were both 14. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like standing there. I have no idea why he's asking me this. He's like, do you know anything about sex? And I'm like, oh my God, hmm. like what the fuck? Like it could just be an annoying 14 year Right, he could right. just like be annoying. boy, yeah. Right, he could just be being annoying. And so then- I'm already like fallen out of the Jewish community. So my family goes to synagogue. I stay home. He comes home early. And they let you stay home? Well, yeah. At that point, I was like, fuck you. They're like, come to synagogue. I'm like, no, fuck you. Okay. And they were like, like, okay, bye. Yeah. They're like, oh, she's just doing what they didn't know was like a hot topic. My chemical romance, angry, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Your mom yeah. knew, but she left that life behind. She listened Exa- to the clash. Exactly. She, she used to listen to the knew. clash. She was fucking dope. Yeah, that's that's sad, I wanna man. I wanna make like a book called My Mom Was Dope and Then Religion Happened. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. Yeah. So I oh, so I'm I'm home from synagogue. He comes home early. 
Um, I'm sitting on the couch. He tries to sit on the same couch as me, like next to me. And I'm like, why can't we just sit across from each other? You should be like, I'm bleeding. Ah! (laughs) You're filthy. Um, Like normal human people generally sit uh, across from each other to see each other when they talk. And he's trying to sit right next to me. And he reaches over and gropes me. And I I run upstairs to my bedroom and lock the door. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell my social worker at the time. You had a social worker? Who was Jewish. Don't worry. Wait, how do you have a social worker? Your parents... My mom, Usually you have a social worker when there's a court case or something, right? So my mom was worried about me oh, um, okay. because I was depressed. I was depressed because I knew Judaism was fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she yeah. put me in a lot of therapy because of all these questions, okay. right? When I was a kid. I've well, been in therapy since I was like seven. But because are, would a Jewish therapist understand or listen to you at least? A talk Jewish about therapist talk about Judaism? basically tell me the same things my mother would tell me. So it's, a mi- uh, it's like a mind fuck. It's like going oh to see God. someone right. in like, Scientology help to help you so emotionally get abusive. rid of body thetans. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all... it's. It, you can't same get, shit. It's I mean it's same shit, different God. Exactly. And so mm, I'm with so fuck, this social man. worker and I'm like telling her all these things, not realizing that she's basically the same yeah. as the rest of them. And she goes, Did Okay, she recognize that that was bad when that kid touched you. So she was like, Okay, you have to tell your stepdad now. And I was Whoa. like I was like, What? And she's like, You have to tell him or I'm gonna tell him. And I was like, all right, is that a fucking threat? You should probably tell him. So I'm like panicking and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking no. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a child, like help. And she's making that feel like, well, if you don't tell him, so I she, will. Right. So like, she calls gross. them both into the office and I sit there with them and I oh. I don't even remember the conversation. Like, I feel like I blacked it yeah. out. It was just, it yeah. was just such trash. And Mine I, I remember that, yeah. saying exactly what happened. Kind of, I remember being in the waiting room afterward. And it was just really quiet. And I was like, this is a bad kind of quiet, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. just super awkward. While your parents were in with a the therapist or your mom and while the While all three of us are out in the waiting room oh, afterward. Oh, um, and so I remember we go home. Um, my mom and my stepdad have a talk while I'm like downstairs. With you or with the kid, with the boy? Just my mother and my my oh, stepdad okay. were having this like, what do now? Um, and, and did they react like, oh no? Or were they like... They just, they just kind of sat there and they were like, mm, I see. Okay, so like, they vaguely took it in. Right. They Got like it. sort of accepted it. And so they came downstairs and I remember my mother telling me that she loved me. And then she told me that he only has the kids half the week and it's not fair if I'm there the whole time. So when he's with him, I should sleep outside of the house. Holy so again, that theme of it's your me. fault. God, like damn, outside of the house, like where? So you go sleep in the lawn. (laughs) So like my mom had this friend who I didn't even know, and I'd spend half the week at her house, and she'd be my my mom. My stepbrother molests me. Can I sleep sleep here? Your house? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm so sorry. I. I, I made my stepbrother touch me. Yeah, so if I could power sleep here, I know I'm like a dirty right. person, but if I if I could. Oh and my. so she it's acted as my mom. It's interesting that people, a lot of people who are sexually assaulted, they do blame themselves yes. and they don't have the text to tell you it was your fault. I wonder if why that was written in the first place, that book that you read in yeah. school that said, well, it's your fault if you're right. Because I don't know. I wonder who wrote, who the fuck wrote that? Probably Did a woman, did a man? man. I'm going to guess an abusive man. I wonder why, though, people would naturally, I feel like majority would assume it's their fault anyway. I guess because it's just such a bad thing and scary thing to happen to a person. Right. And, well, and the very wanna... structure of society is always that like sexuality is your fault for like flinging it out there. I mean, exactly. yeah, it's always it the, for man years and, and then that book is years. taking advantage of that <clears> to <throat> the uh, a criminal degree. I mean, 
Exactly. And so there's this theme again. I go to sleep at this woman's house who acts like my mom. She was so nice. Mm. And she like taught me how to quilt and all this random shit. She's nicer than your mom? She's nicer than my mom. Yeah, she was so much nicer than my mom. I loved her. She taught me how to quilt. She was like single. She had a computer. She was like a little modern. And so I'd be like watching. I watched so many YouTube videos just trying to like absorb <laughs> the <fail>. universe. <laughs> yeah, like I'd be watching that like- That to me does define America, YouTube. <laughs> like dumb shit, yeah. people doing dumb shit, cool shit, weird shit Yeah, or I'd be watching like a thousand music <laughs> videos from like D-list rappers just because yeah, I yeah. wanted to understand. I was like, so everyone twerks on cars? Is that how this works in life? Like I, did, I had no idea and I just wanted to absorb wow. all the sensory stuff Yeah, from how old are everyone. You at that point, still I was 14. 14. Oh my God. And so I wanted to like absorb all the things. I was going to school. Um, I was severely depressed after everything that happened. My mother put me on antidepressants. Um, mm. Well, my mother, my th- my therapist put me on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. So I'm on like a ridiculously high amount of Zoloft, which oh most people who I know who have been on Zoloft say it's a shit medication anyway. Yeah. And um, I started- What did do- it make you feel? I don't remember. I started oh, apparently no. doing things that I didn't remember doing. Like I'd black out and, oh, wow. and like try to fight someone or like I'd black out and like yell at people and like I wouldn't remember. Oh my God. And I also discovered drinking. At this time. Yeah. Which I found was a very good way to not pay attention to anything. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm drinking you. while I'm on antidepressants. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that never, guess, yeah, no. no, no. That just, makes a lot of people more suicidal. It's going to be a no for me. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm like drinking while I'm on antidepressants and I'm like, this is fucking fine. I'm fine. Look at me. I'm great. And like, I was falling the fuck apart. So, yeah. My mom eventually was like, we're going back to New York. And I was like, well, that was abrupt. So, Whoa, didn't tell you why? I mean, obviously no. she was leaving that guy. Right. So we're going back to New York. We get back to New York Sunday night. Monday morning, I end up in the psych ward. So I'm Did in the psych breakdown? ward. Wait, Apparently. Can we go back? Because you, you said yes. your, your, your stepbrother raped you. He groped me. Oh, I, I he, bet you said he raped you. He, and I was like, So he Whoa, lunged okay. at me and touched me. Prep, and he said I got prepping. up and ran. Okay, right, right, right. Oh, okay, so that's, he was trying to rape. That's what, that's I, would, what I would say. Yeah. Right, and I would, because I was like, it. I was like, did something else happen that we just didn't cover? Okay. Right. Okay, no, so, make sure, yeah. So he like lunged at me and groped me. And then I was like, fuck that. And like ran, like beat yeah. Right, upstairs. okay, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's all. Um, so we go to New York. I'm in the psych ward. Now, here's the funny thing about the psych ward, okay? I the funny thing about the psych ward. I was locked. The funny thing about those psych wards. <laughs> What's the deal with psych wards? So <laughs> I end up in this ward, which psych wards are like not a happy place. But all of a sudden, I'm with people my age who aren't Jewish. Mm-hmm. Oh, and in my for the head, first time, I'm like, this is fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, like this is awesome. Yeah, I'm in the psych and if they're ward, the psych ward, unless they're like really far gone, like they're gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, and everyone's just like crazy, so you, you have yeah. zero expectations, and you're like, <laughs> literally, you could shit on the floor, and they'd be like. Okay, like uh, just they don't, a Tuesday at the side. Yeah, board. like that. Oh, there goes um, Elliot shitting again. Like they're they very accepting. Care. Yeah, they're very loving people. So Aww, I end odd. up with a bunch of people who, for all I knew, were absolutely bad shit. But like, I was like, oh, I'm with people who aren't Jewish. Who that are my speaks a lot age. to the ultra orthodox community and the culture that they created. Mm-hmm. That the psych ward was a fucking Disneyland for you. And I was and so happy, and we could watch movies. And The Simpsons was on, and I was yeah. like. Who is this yellow man? I love his antics. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like so excited. And um, Holy shit. I would talk to them. And I, I this is how I like learn things, you know? Like mm. I I would speak to them and be like, oh, so like, you know, I've done all the sex, but what sex have you done? Yeah, like, I yeah. wanted to know of course. everything. Um, and so it'd be like, I know what this is, but can you repeat it so that I know that you know what it right. is? Right. Even though like I had no idea what anything was. Yeah. And um 
I made what I thought were friends, even though I never saw them again, just because. Well, yeah, I'm sure that they accepted me as Abby. They liked me. They could talk to me. And I was like, and they had no, this isn't bad. Yeah. Like this Mm -hmm. is something's happening, you know? So I had this like feeling internally where like something was happening. Something was changing. I was like, these, I can get along with these people. And these people for me were the poster children for like, all non-Jewish people my age. Mm-hmm. In a psych ward. In a psych ward. And so I it was thought either they Jerry were great. or psych ward people. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't even see the crazy bits because I was like, they're just fucking great. Yeah. Right. And they wear jeans and jeans are cool. So when I got out of the <laughs> psych ward, I saved up whatever little money I had because I worked in summer camp a little bit. So I had money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought a pair of jeans. Where did you save your money? In a bank or like in a box? Um, My mom put most of it in a bank, but I had a little bit of it that I could like spend on whatever, okay. which I guess for Did you a have Jewish woman your bank account? stockings. No. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, fuck. Which that's a whole nother thing. I had to get my bank account for my mom this year because oh, she wow. took forever to like hand it over. And I was, she's like, oh, you think I'm a thief? And I'm like, no, but no, you're but like literally not giving me my yeah. money. So I don't know what to call that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like <laughs> literally the definition of a thief. Mom. You're not a thief, but you're kind of <laughs> a little bit of yeah. a thief. Um, but your I mean, going back. Your mom got your mom got divorced two times, two times. So which in the Jewish community, right, is like that's what I'm, unheard of. It's so interesting because there's some things in it, like this, people. It seems like her? things just being like tweaked for the, for to for your own lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, what it's people like, mean to her, or do you so not know? I know that when we moved to the states the, off the first divorce, um, if we're separating my life by divorce era, yeah, um, <laughs> she. I I did feel weird because people kind of did treat us with like pity when I was like, I'm a full, I'm a whole person. Like I never knew my dad. So it's not like I knew him any less. They probably knew the pedophile story too then. Do you think they did? I don't even know if they did, Mm. but they could have. the rabbis did. But yeah, I was treated with like a lot of pity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it would be a lot, like I'd be in class and I wouldn't have any friends, but the girls would like come over to me and say hi, just so they could tell their mothers they were nice to me or something. It was like super weird. And Mm. I was like the kid everyone pitied. And um, for for all I knew, I was complete because I never knew my dad and then he left. Like, I didn't have, like, this chunk missing. I just sure. never knew he was there in the first place. Yeah. So I felt complete, just yeah. me and my mom. Right. Yeah. And then these people are looking at you as if you're not. Right, and these people are like, hey. And they do, like, the head tilt. And they're like, how are you? Oh, my, how are you? And I'm just like, okay. like It makes you feel worse. Yeah. It made me feel like such shit because I didn't know anything was Some wrong. So I'm bullshit. like, I thought it was just me. I was like, what's wrong with me that everyone pities me? Like, well, and nothing is What's wrong. Happening? I mean, there's a million different ways to have a family. Right. What's wrong is they had the opportunity to not hold a mirror up to themselves and pity you because your mom was divorced. Exactly. That's and so after the second divorce, um, there was a lot more of that. It was almost like the the pitying two, you know? <laughs> so like we get right. home. Yeah. It's like, so we get home and the pitying two starts to take place and everyone's like, like, oh, you want to come over for Shabbat dinner and you want to come over and have a meal. And if you need somewhere to stay or if you need, and my mom's like, yeah. And she was like accepting this pity, I think partially because that was like human interaction for her and because everything that happened in Chicago made her feel so alone. Yeah. So um, yeah, she probably clung to it. And so she started clinging to this and became almost like a, a surrogate aunt to a bunch of the kids in the neighborhood. Okay. Oh, wow. And they would all call her like their aunt. And like, oh, it was, that probably made her feel really good. Right. It made her feel really and good. It made me wanted. feel like shit because yeah. ever since things happened with my stepbrother, I mm. felt like my mom was somebody else's. Yeah. Because she abandoned you by not believing you. Basically. Or, or, or by, but it's not that she, did she believe you? She believed you, but she was like, well, I it's your fault. Think, I you think, I think really she know. did. But even when I was younger, like I, I got, 
molested by two kids in the neighborhood and I told my mother and my mother was like they're a very good family and they'd never do that and that was like the end of the conversation how disappointing so right so there was this general theme of like if someone touches your no-no bits don't tell your mother because she'll be like "Mm, mm mm-hmm I see yeah right yeah it's like good to know glad that you want my attention you know right um was your mom surprised when you left Judaism she I was so focused on myself while it was happening that I didn't even see her mm-hmm. as it was progressing. The best. I know. And so as I was progressing in my own stuff, so when I get out of the psych ward, now I get put right back into a Jewish school for high school. I'm pissed. Like I am livid. Like I'm sitting in class, raising my hand and going, you're you were just free why. in your head. I was yeah, just yeah, free. Yeah. I was in a psych ward and that was the freest I had ever felt mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And so- I'm in school again. I'm trying to explain to these teachers, like, can I please just take, like, the the, the few secular classes we have, like, math. Mm-hmm. I hate math. But I wanted to take math, and that was it. I would take math all fucking day if I could. Because another new to Judaism? To not take the religious classes. Mm. Because I was miserable. I feel like even their math classes probably somehow tainted with yeah. Judaism. No, all, all their, like, word problems were like, <laughs> if Yoni learns Torah yeah, three times yeah. a day. <laughs> Like, but at least math is math. That's the one thing like you can't really make up another answer. Exactly. In yeah. Math, you just can't be logic. And oh, that's interesting. You probably just wanted like, give me some fucking black and white logic. Exactly. I don't have to argue with this. I don't have to secretly know this isn't and true. So it's like, it's, yeah, Jews aren't going to fuck with math. Yeah, you can't You can't true. be like, oh, two plus two is if your elbow show, you're going to hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. you math is just math. Right, right, right. You know, and so I clung to that because I, I wanted that. And I, I... I was miserable, so I'm I'm back home, right? I'm drinking now. Because... And did you get your jeans? Oh yes, so I go to TJ Maxx. Yo, and I get this pair of jeans. Yo, I still to this day don't know what size I am in jeans because I just buy them as they fit because I've never understood the formula. Can I tell you, no woman oh, knows what size all jeans are. They're all different. Every it's... brand is different sizing, and you think, and then you yeah. buy them with the same brand, and then it doesn't fucking. Some fit. are vanity sizing yeah. that like that make you feel like you're way thinner than you so are, so that you so that is. you buy that brand because you're like, well, I'm a four in and this one, so I'll always buy this. Are junior sizes, yeah. which I didn't fucking realize until later. It's, okay, it's a shit show. I thought you I was the, I thought everyone else was like, this is my jean size, and no. I'm no, 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 no. I wish. So yeah, so I get this pair of jeans from TJ Maxx, and they're like, I think the brand was like almost famous or, or something. Almost. Famous. Yeah, I don't even know. It's like, like some, seventeen and I fuck up the world. Yeah, it's like some <laughs> bullshit junior section yeah. whatever, and it had like little paint splatter. And I, I was like, like oh, I know there's cool. paint on. Oh these. yeah, there's totally little, paint like, splatter. Silver rose on the detailing pocket. on the yeah, pocket. Yeah. Little detailing on oh, the pockets. The labels yeah. like pink, and I'm like, oh yes. So I buy these jeans because they fit, and. I spent like what little money I had on a pair of jeans from TJ Maxx only to wear it under my long skirts because. But you must have felt kind of empowered doing so, right? Right. And so it was like, did your ankle show? No, because we had these, they were called Juni skirts and there were these black skirts that were almost like a stretchy nylon material. Yeah. And they like went all the way down to like your feet. I don't Holy know if you've ever shit. seen them wear them, yeah. but they're super swishy. Because if the boys see your ankles, they're just going to... They're going to go um, ape shit. Their oh dicks God. are just going to go right up your butthole. Let's be honest. Ankles are... They're curvy. They're sensual. <laughs> I know, we guys. Love sorry, them. I don't mean to show them off right now. But, it's okay. Uh, I mean, it's just... Is it a bit hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So, oh, man. So, yeah. So, I get these jeans only to wear them under all my skirts, but in my head, mm. I'm like, this is my weapon. I don't know why. I don't. If I was being chased by Jason, I was like, I have jeans. Like, yeah. it wouldn't <laughs> help me. But, like, I... If shit went right, you could just 
just like rip the skirt off in the yeah. middle of well, class. It's like, like Superman. who's your mommy now? Yeah, or like, like Superman Pilgrim. takes his uh, shit off and then he has a Superman exactly. thing. Exactly. So like, I like cape. pull my skirt off and be like, dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, it was like I your have secret jeans. And Aww. so it made me feel like I was prepared. Like, I don't know why, but I was like, if shit hits the fan, I have well, jeans. Feeling- well, I mean, you can't run in that skirt. Oh no. my God. No. Also, the feeling of jeans, that is a specific, if you've not used, accustomed to wearing jeans, I was. this is thick denim uh, up against your, I mean, that's right. a different I never, I'd never worn pants in my life. We wow. had like these nightgowns we would wear. So having material on the inside of my legs, it's just like, I was just different. like, this is so, my legs are so separated yeah. right now. This is fascinating. <laughs> um, and yeah. so I had these jeans, I'd wear them under all my skirts. And in my head, I was like, I have jeans. And um, <laughs> I had this iPod oh. shuffle. Um, Whoa. I know. That's so Seems, sad. I don't know. No, no, no. No, I just feel like they probably, I, I wouldn't think your mom would want you to have that. Right. So my, the devil's music or my mom's like best friend got me an iPod shuffle back in the day for like eighth grade graduation. Aww. And my mom downloaded a bunch of Jewish music onto it. Of course it. she did. Of course she did. Um, and I went to the New York Public Library, which I'm going to plug them right here because they saved my fucking life. Yeah. Um, I you're, very, you're very resourceful. <laughs> you really are. You have you figure to figure it out. When you're in that situation, you're literally. desperate. All you're looking for, everything is like, is this an exit? Is this an exit? Like, yeah, you gotta. So I go to the library and they have like CDs. So I grab the ones that look interesting. Yeah. Now, I don't know anything about music at yeah. this point. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna grab a few and see oh what happens. God. And so I'm literally burning them onto the library computer and then onto my iPod and deleting yeah. them as I go. And so I have like, um, what is it? Flow ride is mail on Sundays. Oh, man. Um, that, uh, I wish I was there in that black, library. That I could have guided you. Black Eyed Peas album. <laughs> let's get retarded in here. Or, uh, oh no, let's get it ba-bum. started. Something like oh. that. It was like super old. Oh. Um, and then like Eminem's Yo Relapse album. Yo, that's a good it album. Was the Eminem shit. is great. Yeah. Yeah. That was the shit. So I'm and that, listening that, to it. That anger level is very helpful to listen to when you're angsty. Teen. And the Eminem show. So I have these on oh, my iPod the Eminem shuffle. Eminem show is so. And all of a sudden, right, this Eminem's. I'm just like shuffling through and listening to the beat and being like okay, I, I think I get what this is about. And Mosh came on and I'm listening to it and I'm like, Yo. somebody's as angry as me and yeah. I don't know who he is, but I like it. And like Eminem helped a lot of people. I was like feeling it. And I had this like secret music and I had my secret jeans and I was prepared. I was like, Fuck Were you, you in guys. your jeans I'm when gonna you listened to Eminem? Oh, hell yeah. I felt oh like such God. a rebel. I was like sneaking around. <laughs> like Those jeans must have been real dirty at one point. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, wash I had to wash them. So we had like the washing machine in the basement. Oh. But if I put it in the wash, my mom heard it go on. She would probably just come down and like, like switch it. Yeah. Right. And be like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So you watch she didn't trust me by this point. So I washed them in the bathtub. Yeah. And that's actually like proven to be a great resource because if I need clothes super fast, I now know how to effectively and safely wash my clothes. Yeah. as an emergency in the, in bathtub, the bathtub yeah which yeah. is helpful um so i had like these, a girl scout but you never went yeah to i'm meetings. like i'm like a girl scout who like escaped a terrible thing and that's why i know things I'm like i know how to tie this knot because i jumped out of a helicopter once yeah, or some yeah. crap <laughs> so yeah i um i had this moment right i'm growing up i have like my secret jeans and my secret music and i don't know what it's like um to be free, like to be in the outside world. So I'm not talking to not Jewish people because I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So I am, um, I'm drinking. I get sent to a school upstate in Muncie, Rockland County, uh-huh. very Jewish, mm-hmm. very, okay. very Jewish. And so it's not a boarding school, but my mom finds a foster family for me to like stay with while I'm going. Foster? 
Yeah, she's like not a giving little, you like, up. Like though. a housing school. No, okay, okay. Like a little the housing family for the school. And so I'm staying there. They have a bunch of alcohol. I'm like, neato. <laughs> I was super rude. I like drank all their shit. Mm. I like cleaned them out. Cause I at this point, like you just want to And they didn't notice? I don't know if they noticed and didn't say anything because they were super polite or like like the mom the mom was super homeopathic and the dad was a chiropractor. Okay. So I sat with them and I'm like, I just want to let you know I drink two glasses of red wine every night because of the antioxidants. And they were like, Oh, okay. Like Whoa. Yeah. Sure. I had it on lock. Like, method. I was like, I have a plan. She was buying me cigarettes. I was like, I got Wait, this. I mean, and that's was, not homeopathic. Wait, she no. was Jewish? Yeah, they were and both she was just Jewish. Like, whatevs? They were, were both 18? Jewish. And I I was like talking to them and I'm like, this is how things are going to work now. Like I had it's my house. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I had a oh plan. I was like, I was angry. I was vindictive. Yeah, no shit. And I was like, at this point, I'm going to fuck everyone for all they've got. Yeah. Right. I, I yeah. Like I got Eminem under my belt, yeah. my iPod shuffle. I'm like super fucking Joey badass over here. Yeah, I walk yeah. in, I'm like, where are my cigarettes? Like I'm prepared. You know, was cleaning so, out my closet on Eminem. Oh hell yeah! I actually once very passive aggressively played that song on full volume with my mom in the car, and she no. was like so uncomfortable. And I was like, "It's good music, mom." And it's like so fucked up. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was like, that song. And I was like boy. at this point where I'm like digging in deep, and I'm like, yeah. anyone who can get me anything, I became an animal. I was like, anyone who can get me anything, I will take it. Well, it's because, like addict to behavior, right? And yeah. I was. Cr- Basically, I I evolved into this because her soul was sad. Who was like, right? I was like, I want anything that will get me out of this hell until I can actually get out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So I go to the school upstate. I'm like, I'm drinking. I go to work at some Jew wedding expo for this guy to represent him. And <laughs> actually, it was like his gefilte fish stand. So I'm like sitting there being like, this gefilte fish is a great fish. And <laughs> I'm outside smoking fish. a cigarette and some guy's out there smoking a cigarette and he's like, you ever smoke weed? And I'm like, hell no. But Give I'd some. love to try. Wow. So I'm up there. I smoke weed. I'm sitting there and I'm like, has it hit yet? Has it hit yet? Because, you know, you don't know. Well, yeah, and it's a lot of times you don't get high. Right. And so times. I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden it like, I feel it. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is where I want to be all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. And I'm like, dude, this is sick. <laughs> like, the music sounded more music y. Fo- yeah, and the food <laughs> was like more food y, and everything it, was just more of itself. And yeah. I was just like, this Heightened is um, Yeah, this is amazing. And I, um, I bought some weed off him. I was like, I was smoking weed. I was drinking. I was doing all this shit. I, uh, I had some of my mom's pills that I took from her house. What pills were they? She had a... So I looked them up. Um, It was Ativan. Mm -hmm. Oh, anti-anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she would take them PRN, but she had like three full bottles at all times. Jesus, that's a lot of Ativan. That's a little like 1950s housewife quaalude of her. Yeah. Or she wanted to numb herself because she didn't like the reality exactly. she put herself in. And so I don't really know how many mil- how uh, how many milligrams they were, but I, I had them in a baggie and I had them up, you know, upstate. And I was like, because I just took them because like in my head, I was like, oh, he's, stealing he's pills. Do something. That's so yeah. badass. Yeah. And um, now that I smoked weed, I'm like, oh, pills. Yes. So yeah. I'm like doing these pills and drinking. I'm like, within a matter of like months, I'm just like, Wah. like I yeah. fall off. Yeah. I show up to school. I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm going to, I'll fucking do it. Like, yeah. Don't test me. And they sent me to rehab. So my high school principal 
drives me to rehab in Whoa. the most awkward car what a ride. Personal uh, what a, delivery. I know. I'm like sitting in the car with her and she's like, I bought you a shirt. And she bought me like a V-neck pink shirt from Hollister. A V-neck. It was short sleeve. And she was like, Was she just, orthodox? Yeah. And she was like, I just want you to feel like you can fit in. It almost Oh my God, that's really sweet. In a really shitty parallel, honestly, it kind of felt like during the Holocaust, there were the Polish people who helped the Jews. Yeah. And they were the ones who didn't. Yeah. And I felt like I had my few Jews along the way who were yeah. like, Yeah. Cool. Cause you were in this mental prison. Yeah. They're like, like, It's dangerous to go alone. Take this with you. And would yeah. give me like, Take this Venus. A short sleeve shirt or like jeans, small things, jeans. Well, you I know? think they realized that you were in a state in your life where that was more important that you got healthy than that you right. remained devout Adhered. to Judaism. And so some of them realized my life was more important than religion. Some right. of them did right. not. But that's of course. neither sure. here nor there. And so I go to rehab. Now I meet more non Jewish people. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm ready to party because the psych ward was a blast. So this is going to be dope. Mm-hmm. And I show up and apparently in rehab with mm-hmm. uh, young children, they really like to show off and there's like copious amounts of sex. In rehab? Oh my God. How Like in <laughs> front of you? So like, so wow, you didn't know what so, that was. Right. So really. there's like a lot happening and I'm trying to like navigate and there's like people Did you making see people out. Fucking? And so people would like go fuck in the bathroom. And there were a few times where I'd like walk in and hear noises and I thought it was like people like Fighting, but clearly uh, it was the sounds uh, of fucking. They're just like, uh, uh, and I'm just like, you thought they were poking each I'm other. I'm like, they're nope. fighting in there. <laughs> like, I yeah. had no fucking idea. Something like that. Yeah, and so I'm, um, I'm running around trying to figure all this out. Uh, I don't even know like what's happening half the time, but I get some people's phone numbers, hmm. and I'm like, oh, cool, friends. You know? Did you talk about your Judaism and rehab at all? No. I was Abby. I was like, I am the most average American. Ah, so you I had the facade. You Christmas. wanted the- Yeah, I didn't. Well, want- that was also an opportunity for you to make up whoever you were. Yeah, I had this blank slate. So I show up to rehab and I could literally be like, I'm Batman. And they'd be yeah. like, sweet. Cool, hey, like, Batman. They don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. And everyone else is trying to do the same thing. Like you have all the dudes trying to impress the chicks and all the tricks trying to like Im- Im- impress the dudes. And so mm-hmm. it's just like this very facade, like machismo environment where everyone's just like putting on the show for each other. Um, so I leave and I go to outpatient rehab, mm. right? Because after rehab, you go to outpatient if you have problems <laughs> adhering. And they told me that I didn't seem like I had an interest in getting sober. So I went to outpatient. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I had no interest. I was like, until you get me the fuck out of this Judaism, Judaism shit. Yeah. I have no interest in being sober. I will be drunk all the time. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to outpatient. I made this friend. Um, I don't. I thought she was a friend. I don't really think that she understood what she was doing, but um, we started hanging out and I would tell my mom that I was going to school because now I was back in school downstate after the rehab fiasco. She was like, I've had enough. Yeah. Um, I was going back to school in Brooklyn at a Jewish high school and I would tell my mom that I was like going to outpatient, but I'd skip outpatient and go hang out with this girl in, um, in Forest Hills in Corona. And I started doing Xanax and all this other shit. And I was like, oh, that's cool. What's this? What's this? And I started going to parties. And she took me to a party. And on the way there, she's like, just so you know, there's a guy there. He's my drug dealer. He's going to say that he's like 21. He's actually 29. Just go with it. And I'm like, okay. So we show up to this party and it's literally like me, her, and five guys in a basement. And I'm like, this doesn't feel correct. Like, I didn't really have a word for it, but I'm like, something about this is not exactly what I thought it would be. And long story short, I end up in that basement over the course of 
I, I was there a few times, but over the course of me being there, I'd been roofied. I'd been raped at gunpoint. Oh my God. There was like a lot of shit that went down in that basement. And after the aforementioned incident happened, I got up and they were like, okay, who wants to go on like a beer run? And someone was like, I'll go and I, I want to take her with me. And I was like, okay. And like I went and he was like, so are you like enjoying yourself? Mm. And that question was like, like Fuck sometimes yeah. people ask you a question and you're like, well, like if you're crying and someone's like, are you okay? And you're like, that's a stupid question. But like, yeah. there are no words to describe how stupid of a question. Yeah, you've just been raped. Well, it was also, it seemed that to is. be like rubbing salt in a, in a wound. Right. Like a, it's, a, it's a continuation it of a felt, power move. It felt malicious. Yeah, I, sure. I, I was standing there and I was like, I'm going home now. And he was like, oh, you don't want to stay? And I was like, I'm going home. And yeah. so- I walk by myself. This is like my first time having sex. <laughs> so I was like shocked. You know, I, I, I'd i heard about sex. Sometimes I heard it was exciting. I heard it could be painful. I'd seen porn a few times by accident and then yeah. also subsequently not by accident. <laughs> um, yeah. And this was my first like welcome to the real world, idiot. You know, These guys were just dudes like just random, she, random dudes ass dudes that she knew that, that she, she knew. From. That she got drugs from. Mm. Uh, but I mean, did you, f- you just said, welcome to the real world. Idiot. Like, so did you again feel like it was partly or yeah, and like all I, your fault? I didn't or? understand the reference at the time, uh-huh. but it's kind of like <laughs> Carrie. Like you think you're like, you're like, okay, people like me. I'm going to do this thing. Mm. Uh-huh. And then it's like, fuck you. Jokes then you on have you. blood all over yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so that's actually a pretty spot on reference for what it felt like. Cause I was yeah. like, okay, like people, let, we're going to get this started. Yeah. And then it was just like, haha, no one likes you go die. Mm-hmm. So I get on the bus, I go home, my mom's sleeping. There's no point in telling her at this point after everything that the had happened. She's not, yeah, so I'm beautiful. like, I remember sitting in the bathtub and I'm like washing blood off my legs mm. and I'm like sitting there and I, I was like, okay, so what do we do? Like, we can't stay, but it doesn't look like we can, like, go out there. So mm-hmm. where where do we go from here, you know? And it was, like, this moment – I don't think I've had a moment quite like this in a long time where, like, everything kind of stops, whether it's from, like, a traumatic event or just, like, something, and you just have a second to sit with yourself and you're like, okay, where – let's regroup. Like, where are we going? Like my entire life went on pause. And, um, I, I got up and I went to bed. And from that day forward, I was like, you're going to get the fuck out of here if it Mm -hmm. kills you. Yeah. And that was the decision I made. And I'm really glad that I didn't decide to stay out of fear because I, I don't even know where I'd be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could have easily said, you know what? Well, it's not. bad experiences have happened to you within the Jewish community. But mm-hmm. this one was a kind of an outside the Jewish community thing. So you could easily chalk that up to, yep, they were right. Right. And we're all the propaganda back. And so. Yeah. But you knew. I mean, there are bad people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and Your also world, in reality, religion. you're not given you a part of the reason was you were not given you were suffocated. So you wanted to act out. Mm-hmm. And then also you're not given any tools to navigate or to act skills out. or knowledge that would be able to. I mean, because it's like we don't I don't like to say protect yourself, but like you do. Everyone, man or woman has to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. But women do have to protect themselves more. Like, like you need a lot of even prep know. And conversation Nobody about protecting me. yourself. Yeah. So, I'm in this place where I'm like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here if it kills me. I'm yeah. done. 
And yeah. so, yeah, because you didn't know you didn't How old yet you? know that women couldn't just rule the 15 world when this 15. happened. So okay. I'm like, fuck this. I'm over it. So it's the summer. Yeah. Right? I get up first order of business. Find this. Find this woman who said she was my friend. Mm-hmm. Right. I find her. Did she like what was happening? So I find her. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, hey, I'm sorry about that. That happens to most people when they first get there. Sorry you got gang raped. Yeah. And I'm Walking like, the line's done. Oh, Jesus Christ. okay. And so I was like, we're not friends anymore. And that was like the first time in my life that I went to another person. And I was like, you are wrong and fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I am fucking done. So I, I walk away. That's you exercising your personal power that you've had within you the whole time. And I had never no had offer, idea. Uh, you couldn't, you didn't have the option to use it. I knew I was angry, but I thought I was like angry and powerless. And now I'm finding yeah. out that I do have power. You do have it when I say you. no, fuck you. She goes, oh, okay. She doesn't go, no, fuck you back. Yeah. Right. So I walk away and I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this, yeah. you know? And I'm like, fuck this. I'm I'm not wearing my skirt over my jeans. I'm over it. I'm out. Yeah. And so I start making these, like, to me, what were drastic changes at the time. And I'm, like, changing my wardrobe and I'm changing the way I talk. What's you your know? mom saying throughout all this? My mom is... <sighs> My mom was trying really hard. She's like, okay, but like, we should go pray. Or do you want to come to the Sabbath meal? And I'm like, no. So half I'm, accepting, half. Yeah, I was like, really, I was yeah. like, you go to the you go to the Sabbath meal. I'm staying home. Yeah. I'm sick of it. And I, I started like drinking heavily and I was just done. I was yeah. out, right? I, <laughs> I go to bed one morning. Um, And I say one morning because I like snuck back in. So I go to sleep and I'm woken up by these loud noises and I wake up and there's these two large Russian women in my room and they're like, you're coming with us. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? You're coming with us. And they're like, you're coming with us. And I'm like, Mm. and they're like, get dressed. And I'm like, okay. So I get dressed. I go downstairs. My mom's standing in the doorway, like crying. And I'm like, are you getting me killed? Like, is that it? Like you're going to kill me now? So turns out um, what I now know is that they're transporters um, and parents hire transporters, like Scientology shit. otherwise known as goons, to goons. take. Yeah, they're known as goons, fondly or unfondly, really. Mm. Um, and they take people's kids to treatment when the parents think they're too much of a risk to take them themselves. Wow, so too much of a risk. I'm. I don't know what this at times. Social but, risk, like a flight risk. I don't know. Uh, so like I'm taken escape, by these goons. Yeah. I'm like dragged through the airport. I'm screaming bloody murder. I'm like these In women the are kidnapping me. Yeah, and like a security no- guy comes over and he's like, "Is everything okay?" And she shows her. She she shows him papers, literally showing that my mother like signed over my guardianship yeah. to them. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I'm like, I'm in these stupid handcuffs. You were in handcuffs at an airport? Uh, yes. With goons? And, yes. And so I'm like looking at the guy and I'm like, are you fucking serious? And I like- Because yeah, you clearly like weren't under arrest. I like just had my breakthrough. I was just like, I'm oh, going to get man. out of here, right? Mm, and so yeah. this starts a three-year journey. Whew. I go to a wilderness program for 10 weeks. I, I mean, that up, sounds a little tolerable, but was it Jewish wilderness? I was, I was kicking drugs in the woods. It oh, wasn't Jewish wow. wilderness, okay. but there was a lot of vomiting. And you hike and like exercise is not really, okay. I hate it. So I'm like hiking and talking about my feelings. And then I get sent to a two-year program. Um, so Jesus. from the ages of 15 to 17, I was in treatment for the entire time. Um, <laughs> for drugs and not wanting to be a Jew for so my mother when you first get to wilderness your parents send you a uh, an impact letter and it tells you impact oh god I hate these terms I know it's very like it's gross 
Dr. Drew, like very interventiony. Yeah. And so negative impact you've had on their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like you're a piece of shit. So you're here. Um, And so when you get your impact letter, the first time you read it, you have to read it out loud in front of the group. And like there's a staff behind you with a flashlight to make sure you don't skip anything. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's like some weird shit. So I'm like, I'm like reading this letter. And I remember my mom being like, you, um, Oh, what'd she say? She was like, oh, listening to rap music is bad for you and you have multiple piercings in your ears now and you're doing inappropriate things. And it seems like the least of anyone's worries. Yeah, Yeah. and so all these other girls are like laughing at me because they're like, we're in here for serious shit and you're in here because your mom hates you. So this is not a Jewish specific thing? Mm -mm. No. Oh. So I think my mom reached that point where she's like, we need to save her life before we get her religion. So, but she had a a concern that was on an equal level as these kids' parents who were like, you try to murder your uncle. Exactly. Go there. Exactly. Wow. So I'm there for like behavioral issues. And I- How uh, crazy did that make you feel? That Oh, I felt like a lunatic. Oh my God. They take your shoes at night so you can't run away. I felt like, I literally, I was like, okay, the rest of my life I'm going to be- They took your shoes so you couldn't run away? Yeah, it was like, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be institutionalized. This is it. Like I, Mm. there's a point, I think, for everyone who's either been- in long-term treatment or prison or any sort of rehabilitation where you've been there for long enough that something in your brain switches and you're like, I accept that this is possibly going to be my forever. You know mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. I think that's why it, that's why people don't leave it because yeah. it, they're either going to be in this prison imprisonment in their mind where they're going to be made you to get feel like a crazy person for the rest of their lives or you stay in the community and pretend to love all this shit and you're accepted. Exactly. And I don't know which is worse, to be honest. Neither do I. Because how do you escape the mind imprint? You did. Well, yeah, I mean, religion is possible because most people aren't leaders. Yep. I mean, that's Fuck, the very, man. and want to like want to so desperately to belong somewhere. I mean, that's prevalent even in that's comedy. Hu- that's humanity. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but, but I would, I don't know if I'd rather pretend to like what's happening around me or to be made felt crazy. Yeah. I don't, oh man. So, so there I am, right? I get transferred from the wilderness program to a two year. Well, I didn't know it was two years long. It's based on your own progress, oh, but I ended up staying there for two years because I wasn't making progress. So, um, it was a level system. It was run by Mormons. So like, I don't Whoa. know where the fuck my mom got that one from. She wow. really pulled it out of her ass. Um, I ended up in this treatment center uh, run by Mormons and it was Were like they a cool Mormons? System. No. I was okay. like, no such thing. They have <laughs> some of them. Uh, I know one girl. They, I think uh, they were all like saying. We have a lot of listeners that were Mormon in Salt Lake City and honestly, were. They, were, yeah. they were. Well, That's why they're some cool. Some were current. Some are current. Mm, they're to me there there's reformed there's i don't know i just don't really trust anyone who's yeah. really deeply no, in a religion I, i'm at okay. a point in my life where if someone's really deeply into religion yeah. i'm like that's super Red neat flag. don't come to my house yeah there's like, just something about it there because yeah there's some things you have to set aside or kind of overlook to be a part of it right and especially uh, for me personally like with the stuff i've been through i've been at a point in my life where like i'm like i have this boundary that if you're gonna push religion on me i can't like dude i'm sure if i were you walking through madison square park and someone asked if i was jewish and where it's gonna hand me a pamphlet i'd punch him in the fucking face i honestly (laughs) i have so like i work in fidei right and like i'll walk by and there's the guys the mitzvah truck yeah right and like they'll look at me like to see if i'm jewish 
right? And I look at them and I have these eyes where I'm like, I swear to God, yeah, like, try don't me. Don't fucking talk I to me. I swear. And so it's actually funny because my boyfriend, who's kind of sort of Jewish, he got shanghaied into getting bar mitzvahed on the streets of Manhattan once. Because they were like, are you Wait, Jewish? Wait, you bar mitzvahed on the street? Yeah, they do they it. Tried to do it. They tried to do it on birthright to you. And I'm the only one who said no. Yeah, Because I thought that was so yeah, girl. crazy that, I mean, if I was going to make that decision that I wouldn't want my friends and family here, I'm going to do it in front of these people yeah. I just met fucking five days ago. Are you out of your mind? It's crazy. And so there I am, right? I get out of treatment two years later. Now, treatment, I'm wearing jeans. My mom tried to get me to eat. She was trying to have the chef make specifically kosher meals for me, and they tried to get me to eat it. And I was like, I will not eat until you give me, like, normal food. And they were like, okay, but every time you have, they have, like, these stupid intervention things they would do. And they were like, okay, but before you eat at every single meal, you have to stand up and make an announcement that you're only eating this because you want to fit in and that you should be eating kosher meals. What cunts? And I look at them. That is horrible. Yeah, and I was like, you guys are fucking idiots. First of all. Second of all, that's not even your religion. Third of all. Yeah. Third of all, my mom sent me here, so she's not fucking here. So if you have something to say. Yeah. Right? Say it. Bring my mom in. I don't give a fuck. Like, I was so livid at that Dude. point because I was like, this I think Jerry close. Springer had more of an impact on you than you really yeah, realized. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> this close. In a way, I might have. I was yeah. this close to being free and then you fucking put me in Mormonville for two yeah. years. Are you oh, kidding me? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so I felt like I was so close. It's like the fucking road Was there runner. any weird sex shit in Mormonville? No. Sexual, well, like... There is actually a staff they caught going through my underwear drawer and he never got caught for it but i think oh, that's really? more of a treatment center thing than a mormon thing there's been a lot well, of reports of abuse and problems in treatment centers um especially in other oh. states well because you're taking uh you're you're taking advantage of vulnerable people right and the a lot of the reasons that um God damn it. utah is a place where the treatments are is because the guardianship laws oh. are the age is way higher there and so you have all these staff who are literally hired on such poor pay mm. who basically use it to exercise power over teenagers who don't wow. have a choice. Wow. Right. So like you have people who go in to be like, oh, I'm going to help or like people who are like, I'm going to break these kids down and build them up. But like they mostly just break. Let's be honest. Yeah, no shit. Mm. And well, so oh my God. it's fucking crazy. So I'm in this treatment center, right? And I'm like doing all this stuff. But at, this whole time I'm like wearing jeans. I stood up to them and they were like, eat kosher food. And I'm like, Fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm over it. So I'm eating non-kosher food. I have pork for the first time. you're like, being forced to announce it before you eat it. Right. And then eventually okay. I went up to them and I was like, so do you like, do you really so cruel. have something to say about this? And I was like, I won't eat. Like, I don't give a shit. And then eventually they dropped it. Yeah. Go full like, John Hunger Lennon strike, on them. Bitch. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you really think that I can't sit here and not eat? I was in a religion I didn't believe in for years. Like, I could do anything. <laughs> That's a good point. I was like, I have the willpower yeah, of fucking Superman. Go fuck yourself. So I, I like get my way with that. Eventually I work my way through the system. I bullshit my way and then I get out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm out of treatment. I'm living in my mom's house and now it's just weird. Yeah, right. Right. So a little bit of backstory. When I was in treatment, they do like home visits. You know, you fly home to visit your parents and then you come back for like three days at a time. And my mother came in once and was like, oh, so our next home visit, we're going to London so you can meet your dad because I think it's time. Oh, good. So I'm like, this is going to be interesting. So we fly to London from my treatment center. Hmm. Um, And... I'm in London. I meet my dad. It's super awkward. Were like you I was saying. Did Good you, day. Uh, 
Yeah. Were you like, hey, that's more mm-hmm. Australian. Did you try and fuck me when I was a baby? So that's the thing. <laughs> I I read those papers when I was 17. Was this? So, so not old I enough? had no idea. Oh, fuck. You read the papers after you met him. I read the papers yeah. after Shit. I met him. Yeah. Damn so, it. Right. So I meet him. Maybe for the best. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. definitely for the best. Because I meet him and I'm just like, hey, dad. And he's like, right. Oh, then. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, well, it was super yeah. weird. So I meet him and it's like weird. And he's like, oh, you've grown. You're so beautiful. And I'm like, oh, okay. that's pretty weird. Well, now, in, now, in, now in retrospect. Yeah, you're way hotter when you're a baby. Obviously, I'm super. You've you aged know. a little bit. You're I've, geriatric practically. I'm practically geriatric <laughs> at this point to him. Um, Damn. So I'm. Did he have what do you have to say to you? He didn't say much. He, it was super uh, awkward because I was in treatment and I didn't want my father, who I was meeting for basically the first time, to know no. that his daughter was in treatment. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm standing there and uh-huh. he's like, how's everything? And I'm like, I'm in school. I do school things. And the mom, your mom just let it slide and understood that? Or? So my mom wasn't there. She had Whoa. someone else supervise the visit. I didn't know why the visit had to be she supervised see until later. She did see him, but not while I was there. Because she probably had some choice words. Maybe. She had some shit to say. Yeah. She definitely did. Because the day after, he came over again to the house, and she spoke with him. And then he left, and she was like, like, go to your room, man. Like, she didn't oh, want to yeah. hear shit from anyone. And oh, um, wow. honestly, well, she, oh, I think God. it was for the best that I wasn't there for that. Because... She's at a point with her life right now where like whatever craziness she has, like that's that's her and I'm I'm Do you out. feel sad for her sometimes? Yeah. So like I was saying, there was a point in time where like I realized how great living Judaism could be and I was in my head, I'm like, I have to get my mom to leave. Like, yeah, yeah. She used to listen to the s- class. I wanna save her. Yeah. She was dope. Like she she doesn't belong here. And then Isn't that funny though that we think we would be you think you would be saving her, but then uh, people on the outside of the community it looking inside looking it, out think they're saving you. Exactly. By, and and Equal, feel equally as passionate that they're right. Exactly. That's kind of fucked and up. so I was in this place where I was just like, I need to save her. And then I spoke to a few people and they're like, but if she's, if that's where she wants to be, that's where she wants to be. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of backstory to that because after I got out of treatment, right, I got home, I immediately started getting high again because I was done. Like I was like, this is hopeless. So I was like numbing out. Right. Right. I, I meet some random guy in a library. Like two days after I get out of treatment, I get high with him. We have sex. At this point, I'm like, honestly, I'm just going to fuck as much as I can. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm just going to, I apparently I'm open for business and have been forever. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to fuck everything. I'm done, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm getting high. I'm like running off all hours of the night. Um, And when I was in treatment, they mentioned it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. Um, and so they're talking about like 12 step programs and, um, I was like, okay, this, this could be a thing. This could work. Um, and I started looking at 12 step programs and I was miserable. So I looked at 12 step programs and, uh, I found one in my neighborhood and I was like, I'm just going to go. Were you living with your mom? Yeah. And so I went to, um, a meeting and there were women. It was a women's meeting. So there were all women there and I started talking and I immediately burst into tears. Were they all Jewish or no? No. No, Because isn't it, it's religious, but it's like, it's Christian based. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I'm like sitting there and there, there's just women there and we're talking and, um, they start saying like, you know, welcome. And it sounds like you really want to be here and you want to get better and we can do this. Oh, that's supportive. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, 
And so I, I built this network. I got their numbers. I started talking to them and they were like, nice. And I was like taking a softer approach this time instead of diving headfirst into like, let's be secular. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, let's take a softer approach and talk to these women and feel it out. Yeah. Um, but I was still doing really destructive things, you know. Um, I had no respect for my body. I didn't really know what was up. Like that all makes a lot of sense why I, you were like that. Right. Do, does it make sense to you? No, it absolutely makes yeah. sense to me because I, I was at this place where I was like, well, my my sex powers have been taken from me. So I'm just going to get them back by fucking control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a control thing. And so I um, I'm getting sober. I'm like. Wow. Going to these meetings, I'm getting sober. Like my life is getting on track, right? I go to a meeting. Um, I come home one day and the front door is locked, the screen door. It's like never locked. I'm like, that's weird. Um, so I knock on the door. And my mom opens the door to the oh, inside boy. of the house and is like, hello. Oh. And I'm like, hello. Like you're a stranger? Yeah, I'm like, hello. And I'm like, what, what's all this then? What's going on, buddy? What's uh what's the news? And she's like, well, um, you don't practice my religion, so you're a threat to my religion, and my religion is my life, and I can't have a threat to my life in my house, so goodbye. And there's a backpack full of your stuff on the porch. And she closed the door. And I was very lost. I, like, I had nothing to say. Like, I... I was doing well. And what day, how like, old are you now? I, I had turned 18. Okay. Oh, so she prior. could legally... Okay. Right, so she could legally kick me out. Okay. And I, I was it's weird because you've been trying to escape and then she does that, but it's that wasn't the escape you were trying to get. Right, like because that's I abandonment, wasn't prepared. But also, oh God, I wasn't prepared because that's what they say is like they take everything from you when they leave. They take everything. And I'm just like, I don't know what all of a sudden I feel you, like you, lost. And so you didn't even again. know where to go. Right. I had no idea where to go. So I take oh, my backpack and I'm walking around and I'm like, Damn. OK, I have no money. Like, what do I do? Right. And um, I'm walking and I'm like, okay, go to a meeting. Like, that's that's all I know, right? It's like around seven o'clock, there's going to be a meeting somewhere. Go to it. So I go to a meeting um, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, well. Your backpack. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm homeless. And I like burst into tears. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so after the meeting, a few people came up to me and I I actually like stayed on a few people's couches for a little while. They were super nice and they let me stay on their couches. And eventually people don't want you staying on their couch forever. Of course. So I get it moved from couch to couch and then eventually I run out of couches. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I have this plan in my head. There's like an abandoned U-Haul around the block from like my mom's house. And I'm like, you're going to sleep in the U-Haul because it's fine. Um, and at that point I'd slept on the streets like a few nights. So I was like, okay, this like is on the sidewalk. Yeah, like, like in the park. Yeah. Like there's like a kid's park and I just like- Is anybody- did, There's like a little bridge. Like, you know that bridge you used to jump on when you were a kid that oh, moves yeah, around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'd like sleep on that. And it was mm-hmm. like- yeah. That's kind of actually kind of comfortable. A, a little uncomfortable for your bit. neck, but it oh, was okay. like pretty- Lumbar support, actually, I would recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like- If you get to sleep outside. It was like Casper-esque. It was pretty good in terms of- like, <laughs> Hey, support. they're one of our sponsors. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Thank <Sick>. you. <laughs> so, yeah, so- um, What if this whole story was just a really long ad emotional ad for Casper? Would you be listeners? Oh my god! Fucking kidding me! I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. No, so I um, yeah, I I would sleep on this bridge, and then I had this plan because I was like, okay, the cops stop by the park, and they don't want me sleeping there. I'm just gonna like go in this U-Haul. I go to the meeting, I get out, and my friend comes up to me, and she's like, "Hey, like, what are you doing later?" 
Like, wh- where are you going? Do you need a ride? Sleeping. Yeah, I'm just like, you, you want you want to come back to our bridge? Like, I had, <laughs> like, yeah. what am I doing later? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. She's like, do you need a ride to where you're staying? And I'm like, no, I got it. And she's like, I'll give you a ride to where you're staying. And I'm like, no, it's fine. And she's like, why don't you want a ride to where you're staying? And I'm like, because I, like, yeah, I'm like, I have it handled. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to tell her. And she's like, well, where are you staying? And I'm like, man. <sighs> idiot like, yeah so i'm like saying they're like you fucking bitch so i'm well, like all just, right there's she this, concerned of course she, yeah, was, she was trying to help her yeah but in my head i'm like how dare you try to help me like of course so i'm like all right there's this new haul and she's like what the fuck bitch. and i'm like it's just stop freaking out it's just a u-haul and she's like stop it like so now i have three people outside this meeting it's now like 12 they're all calling 311 trying to find a shelter for me. Oh, that's nice. I'm super lost. So I'm like, you guys are really helpful, but I'm going to be of no use because I have no idea what the fuck's going on right now. So they call 311. They find a shelter. Um, we drive to like one that looks like an absolute shit show. And she's like, you're not going to that one. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't know anything. So mm-hmm. then she takes me to this other shelter that's um, in Hell's Kitchen. I don't know if it's still operational, but it's for people ages 18 uh, to 21. And, um, I stayed there for a while. Um, I checked in, I got there. It was total culture shock. Mm. I like got plunged from my, like, let's dip our toe into the pool of like people who are non-Jews to like the absolute pit of society. Um, and like, it was full of like self-proclaimed like gang members and there were fights all the time. And like, I've seen some very strange things that I didn't think I would see in my lifetime. Yeah. Like people behaving like animals and fighting each other. Damn. And um, I'm in the shelter and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm still like going to these 12-step meetings. I'm like doing stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, they have these like classes that teach you how to interview. And I'm like, all right, oh, so they have like resources. I'm going to start doing this. I'm mm-hmm. going to like learn. Um, And it was super like gang related they would they would come up to me and be like you need protection and if you'd like date one of us like we'll, we'll protect you oh christ and i'm like you guys are fucking dumb like i don't need protection this oh, is a no. shell i'm it's like i have no idea and i'm walking around like idiots like i don't need protection yeah. you guys are silly and um and then i get jumped uh, and they stole my iPod. And the stupid thing is, the the thing I'm most upset about is that they stole my iPod because it had all my the, poetry on it uh, and all my music. Uh, your poetry? Which, like, saved me. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, you took my poems. Please uh. give it back. And so, like, I wasn't... <laughs> I think at that point I was kind of on autopilot because all this weird, shitty life stuff kept happening. Yeah. So I couldn't even like process it. So I'm just like moving along and I'm like, oh, that's a thing that's happening. And like yeah, I, yeah. I had to push forward. And um, I'm walking around and I'm like, okay, so I guess I need protection. And they're like, great. Which and then they coerced me into doing a bunch of sexual favors. And then one day I said no and it happened anyway. So rape. So rape, yeah. Essentially, is that that is what that is, and um, and there's just and there's no one like who's running these shelters, right? Like where are the adults? Yeah. is the question is that there, we are all there have. any? Right. So there are staff who run most of the areas, but the areas where they hang out isn't where staff are. And there's a front hall. There's a front stairway which leads to like all the floors with the dorms and stuff, and mm. then a back stairway which doesn't have security cameras that leads to the nurses' station, and that's where all haberdashery sex party yeah. stuff happens. Jesus Christ. So this happens, and like 
I know this sounds... You're like, God damn it. Yeah, no, that's exactly... I was going to say, I know this sounds stupid, but in my head, I was like, really? Like, really? Yeah. No, we've really? actually we've actually heard that from uh, people who have been assaulted or raped multiple times. Like, are, are you we, fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, like, I got an email from one girl that was... The subject again. was literally like, I was raped three times. Like, what? By, like, over a couple years span. What the fuck is happening? Like, and she, she yeah. had that moment of like, rape me once, shame on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that... That's mm, and so mm. I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, I don't even know. And like in Judaism, what I was taught was mostly like you keep your head down as a woman. You like do your thing as a woman. And like now I'm at this point where this is happening repeatedly. And I'm like and I'm like not drinking anymore. So I was like, oh, God, I'm so like I thought I had this under control. But this isn't a matter of me having control because it's no. not my fault. Correct. Right. So like no matter how much I say, I'm not going to let this happen again. I'm not the one deciding whether or not it happens, which yeah. is a good thing mm-hmm. for to realize. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Because that means it's not my well, fault. Rape is a control crime. Exactly. And so I'm in this place where this happens again. And all I can pretty much do is like look at the sky and be like, ha ha, you're a funny guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm like freaking out. I look through my phone because I have my phone. I'm like sitting there right after it happens and I have no idea what to call. Right. So like I'm scrolling through my phone and I see all these names like whiz by and none of them mean anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Yeah. And um because they're just kind of like people you've met along the right. way. And had like it's like interaction when with. you have an emergency, like you can't call yeah, the person have, that, you know, three, you know three somebody, years ago in treatment. The only person like, you have to lean on is yourself. Right. And so I'm like, none of these names mean anything. And I see one name, one name. And it's this woman who helped me out in meetings. And like I call her. And I'm like, hey, this just happened. What do I do? And she's like, okay, where are you? And I tell her where I am. She's like, okay, get to the nearest hospital. I think that's Lenox Hill. I'm like, great. I go to the hospital. She's like, do you know anyone safe in Manhattan? I'm like, oh, no. And I thought of some girl that I met in treatment like once, yeah. right, who's in Manhattan. And she was like, okay, call her and try to get her to come down there. So I call her and her and her mom show up, which was wow. super wow. nice of them. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm getting this rape kit done, yeah. which is like, ew. Okay. Well, yeah, they get the Q-tip, you get, they get the, the flashlight, and the, the little comb thing, and then the shot that hurts so much. And oh, all these pills. Shot for... It was like a fast-acting... Plan um, B? No, it was some... Anti-STI. Yeah, it was like oh. it was some fast-acting anti-STI, uh, yeah. and they inject it, and it feels like there's yeah. live things in your skin. Yeah. Whoa. And like... I she, the poor nurse was like trying to like rub it because you have to disperse it. So she's like oh she gives God. me the shot and then she's trying to rub it into my skin. And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, oh you fucking cunt! I hope you die. But like, she was doing a nice thing. But I was yeah. But so, you were you just got right. I mean, I was so upset. Yeah, whatever <laughs> like, upset reaction you had would have been the right reaction. But I was just like in this place where I'm just like, please just stop touching. I just want yeah. all the touching to stop. That would be great. Yeah. And um, they're like, oh, do you want to get the cops involved? I'm like, I just want to go home. And then I remember that oh I can't even God. do that. So, oh my right, cause God. I was thinking about like kind of the cops, but it's also like, you know, these are people who are in gangs who are in a, it's like, what are you going to do to yeah, them? Like, what are you going to do? Find him and be like, shame on you, buddy. Like, like there's well, just nothing. They're already, it's like when you're that far gone, it's like, there's no there's, punishment that's even going to, and really there's going to have to be a case if Which means the I'll chances have to are already them. slim. That there's going to be a case. Exactly. And, yeah, and so yeah, I just yeah. feel like I've got the, the stacked against you. I feel like I've, no pun intended, gotten the shaft. Mm-hmm. And Oof, I'm yeah. just like, I'm over it. Yeah. Um, so uh, this girl's like, oh, you can stay at my place for like two weeks. To, like, wow. Shit together. Yeah. So I go to her apartment, realize I left all my shit at the shelter. Oh, <laughs> like, no. like, I don't want to go back there. So I go back down and I grab all my shit. And I call my mom for the first time since I became homeless. Yeah. And, um... 
she picks up the phone. And I'm like, hey. You didn't hate her? Now, well, there's the thing. I hated her, but in a moment like this, I just wanted my mom. mom. I just wanted my mom. And the only reason my phone was still on because was because my mom paid for it to be on so that she could text me just to see if I was still alive, mm-hmm. which to me meant she oh, cared. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no matter what was happening, she wanted to know I was alive, which meant she paid for my phone to be on, which means she could text me and be like, she's are you alive? Well, yeah, she's fighting herself. Yeah, because I mean, she's deeply brainwashed, too. So right. it's like, even though someone's your mom, they can still be deeply brainwashed. Right, and she has this conflict. Yeah. And so I'm... I call her and she's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, so I just got raped and I don't even want to come home. This isn't like a manipulation call. I just want my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I want. And she was like, well, bad things happen to good people and you're strong, so you'll get through it. And I have to go goodbye and hung up on me. Lord. And I was like, this relationship's over. Like, I, yeah, this you're canceled. You're done. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I pick myself up. And for the second time in my life, I have that pause where I'm like, again, you're going to get out of this if it fucking kills you. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I crash on their couch for like two weeks. I end up drinking again because I'm like, yeah, no I shit. can't fucking handle it. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they have alcohol. They're sleeping. I take it. And I'm like, OK, there's a little bit of relief, but it doesn't help anything. Yeah, it's a band Um they say I can't stay with them anymore, probably because I was stealing their alcohol. This makes sense. So <laughs> I um, I leave. My friend has a friend who has like a place in Washington Heights that I can stay in until she gets a roommate. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So now I'm staying on the floor of a friend of a friend in Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. And I'm staying there. I get back on the wagon. Um, I'm meaning sober or the sober thing. Oh, okay. So I'm doing like the sober thing. Um. And that's going well. I um, I go to like meetings in Queens, but I I'm staying in Wash Heights, so I'm doing like the A train like yeah. for like two hours Jesus. each way. Um, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna get this thing. Like in my head, I'm like pumped, I'm ready. This whole time, I have not had a job because I don't know how to have a job, and I yeah. realize that in sobriety. Well, how do you now even that get I, one? Where do you go? Right now do? that I have a clear head, I'm like, okay, how do people look for jobs? Because nobody ever taught me that. I'm like, do you go to the job store? Like, how does hmm. this work? You yeah. Know? And um, this person who's like helping me in Queens, she literally step by step was like, okay, you go into this store, you have a resume. Do you know what a resume is? I'm like, no. She's like, okay, so we're going to make you a resume. I'm like, I I haven't done anything yet. And she's like, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how do you make a resume? Like, think about making a resume for yourself when you have nothing. So you're just like, it me. I live here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, backpack. And I was like, but that's not even my house. I can't get mail there. She goes, okay. Survival skills. So many. She's like, okay, well, you're a true girl. She's like, thank you. She's (laughs) like, okay, we'll use an email. I'm like, great. So I don't even have an address on there. I just have like my email Mm -hmm. and a phone number. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, do you have skills? And I'm like thinking about my life. And like you were just saying, that's so funny. Like Girl Scout, right? Like I have all these skills, but you can't put those on paper. Like yeah. how do you put that? Like yeah. I know how to escape cults. Like yeah. that's not helpful Very when you're trying to like. oppressive religion and horrible men. Have yeah, like you can't build a resume on that. That's yeah. insane. Even so, though those skills are a lot more valuable than the skills that most of us have. Right, then like I can, I, I am proficient and in then Microsoft they speak to your Office. Parents, right. yeah. yeah. And so- yeah, per, 60 words a minute, my dick, who cares? <laughs> right? So like, yeah. I I have this like resume that's not even a resume and I'm going around this shopping center in Queens because I eventually want to get back to Queens so I want to work there. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like about to give up. And I, I call her and she's like, don't give up. 
and I'm like, okay. And I Who'd go you call? into an the Applebee's, friend? my friend. Yeah, yeah. And I go into an Applebee's and I'm like, I haven't done anything yet, but I'd like to do that one thing with you. You came into the right place. <laughs> Good old Applebee's. And I became a busboy at Applebee's. Oh, bus perfect. girl. Bus girl. Yeah. So perfect. I was like a bus person at Applebee's. Person. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like bussing tables and I'm right. like cleaning and I'm like barbacking a little bit and I'm like actually getting shit done. And then I become like a hostess and then I become a waitress and like I'm saving up money and then I get a room in Queens and I'm like, oh my God, making moves, you know, and I'm like super excited. And then someone uh, finds me this this job at a, a doctor's office to be an office manager and I, uh, to be a receptionist. And I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. Like, Please don't I'm, tell me I'm not going to work at No, no, no. So, okay, good. <laughs> so I, I take this job now this whole time, right? I'm, I'm going to meetings. I meet this guy in meetings. He's a guy. He's a nice guy. He looks okay. He's funny. I'm like, all right. So we start talking and, um, I guess Coming from where I came from and only having knowledge of, like, dates from, like, old movies, <laughs> like Audrey Hepburn yeah. movies, this new casual hangout dating shit is so What the kids are doing, man. Weird. They're like, we're dating, but we're not dating, and I can't- But I can fuck other people, like, but also let's go to Yeah, or like, we're exclusive in dating, but you're not my girlfriend. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> it's not just you. It's weird. Yeah, it's it happens. So I it's feel like I don't, I don't understand. And like, I thought it was because no of the does, culture. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, it is, I guess. But it's also because people are weird. And know? I was like, oh, does, does it mean I'm high maintenance if I want to know where we're at? Because nope. like, I came yeah. from a culture that told me it was literally always my problem. Shut the fuck up. And it's right. Your problem. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up, Avi. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously, yeah. like, it's a, it's a you thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm confused because we're like hanging out basically and like not dating not date. I don't I don't fucking know so yeah this happens and then um someone else we're like at a restaurant or something and someone's like oh your girlfriend needs you or something and then he's like I guess you're my girlfriend now because some random stranger called me his girlfriend so he Sometimes decided to that's, how that, segue. that's how that happens my boyfriend is seven years uh another guy had his arm around me when we first started going out and he's like that's my girlfriend and I was like wait really <laughs> so that's you know amazing. that's how shit happens a lot of times unfortunately <laughs> so yeah no so like someone's like oh that's your your girlfriend needs you and he's like okay so I you're my girlfriend now yeah it's like is this your guy now no oh. so this guy is one of those know. stories where I ended up in this relationship. Um, oh, the abuse. Yeah, he started getting really angry a lot. And um, he did a lot of dubious things. And, like, I'd never really dated before, so I kind of took things as it went. Yeah, you, you didn't know? know. You didn't have so any like, good examples, Right, obviously. so I'd be like, oh, your your ex who was in rehab came back into town. How do we handle that? Not, like, in a in a prying way, but literally, like, how do we handle that? I had mm. no idea. Yeah. I'm like, how does one react? What right. Does one so, do? so I was like, do you guys need, like, you guys didn't get closure. Do you want to like go to coffee with her and get closure? Like, I don't yeah. know how any of this fucking, this is like so weird. Like the social dance people do around each other is bizarre to me because right? I like, have no, like I have no you backstory are correct for it. So that. it's like super weird. And I feel like an outsider in my own <laughs> world now. And, um, we're talking about it. He's doing weird things. We, uh, and then we we get into an argument, um, and he hits me, and I was like, like punches you in the face. What kind of hit? Yeah, like like, like slaps me across the face. Slaps you. Oh, and I'm damn. just like, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I couldn't even pro like it happened so fast. You're like, what the fuck? That I couldn't process it, and it was like shock, and my ears were kind of going like, wah 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 wah, you know, and like my I felt my face turning red, and I like looked at him, and I like what what look did he have on his face? He, he had like this angry stare. Like oh. it wasn't even like, what did I just do? Oh. It was like 
like focused on it like he was aware um and i was i was sitting there on the bed and i like look at him and then like we didn't talk and he just sat down and then we just started watching netflix again and we slowly settled back into like normal night Mm -hmm. yeah because you both were like we're gonna put that on the shelf Mm -hmm. and like i didn't know that i had the ability to be like what the fuck just happened right right Mm-hmm. So I was just so like, he went I was it. following his lead on everything. Mm. Right. So this happens and I'm like, okay, okay. And like we sit down and then eventually he slowly puts his arm back around me and then we slowly sit there. And then all of a sudden it's like, quote unquote, like yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. Until it happens again. Yeah. And then the third time it happens, I'm like, why is, why are you hitting? Like, yeah, this stop hurts. hitting me. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you didn't bring that up, this wouldn't have had to happen. So again, mm-hmm. it's your fault. Right. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like. And that's what the books all said. Right. If I didn't bring it up. So, so how again, you- I'm like, okay, so. Did you know in your heart it wasn't your fault? Honestly, I, I would love to say there was a part of me that like knew, but like. I you didn't really develop a gut there instinct was. though. You never had the chance right. to develop a gut right. instinct. Right. So I. I I had a lot. I had like some friends. Like I had like one female friend who was a go-to in Queens and like we would hang out and I would ask her like every week without fail while we were hanging out. I'd be like, hey, how do you know if you're settling? Like I didn't say help my boyfriend hits me. I said, how do you know if you're settling? Mm -hmm. And what Mm. I know now is that if you're constantly asking how you know if you're settling, you're probably settling. Yeah. If if Um, you wanted to get into comedy and be like the Jewish Jeff Foxworthy. (laughs) Because he has that line of, yeah. you might be a redneck. Yeah, you might be settling if. But they're like really extreme yeah. examples. Yeah. It's that like, you've experienced. Exactly. And so this oh is my like God. bizarre, right? So I'm asking her if I'm settling and she goes, I don't know. I just think you just know, you know, if he doesn't make you feel like you're happy, not that relationships are always easy, but like if he doesn't make you feel like you're in it and you're equal to him, then you're probably settling. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I would justify it because I was like, I think part of it was that I still hadn't let go of some of the old ideals, like ideals. Of course. And so if I didn't have a man, I wasn't complete because that's what I was born for. Oh, yeah. Right. And so I never developed that like concept, which I think nowadays, like a lot of us are realizing we never had that. But I was like in an environment where literally like you were told like you are incomplete if you do not have a man. Yeah. yeah. So I never had this idea of like independence. And I, the weirdest thing is, is that I was doing all these crazy independent things to get myself out of all these crazy things I was in, but I still didn't know that I was independent. Mm -hmm. We, we, okay. I wanted to ask you too. We have to wrap things. We've been talking for over two hours, but I could talk for two more hours. Yeah, no, no. You, we were talking about the documentary Mm -hmm. that we both watched and there's that organization Footsteps. It's footsteps. footsteps. And you didn't know about it until all after I found this, out right? it happened last I, I found out it exists last year. Okay. Same here, because I just stumbled across mm-hmm. a documentary on Netflix and it's about people it's in about people who the leave for Orthodox community, mm-hmm. right? And leaving. Mm-hmm. Can do you know if we can donate to that? I'll look it up. But I would, um I'm not sure. I, I think I, I think you can because I was looking into it and I think it's more of something that if you're like it. struggling to get out of or uh of Judaism that you need to know about. Yeah. Like, right. Jews usually have the money handle. It's more like oh, that. Okay. It's like that's like a it's just like a resource that I've actually mm-hmm. told people to go to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But you have a blog yes. where you've written down a lot of your experiences. I do actually. I have a, a blog that I'm I'm using Medium. It's like a really great uh yeah. 
place platform, to kind yeah. of just like a platform to put your stuff. So I have a blog on uh, Medium under my name, Avi Van Prague, and it's kind of like bite-sized chapters of like, and then this happened, and then this happened. And so you like, basically wrote a book it's almost. Basically, I'm working on it. It's, you should. It's, you should. It's tricking myself you really into should. writing a book because I write it in smaller increments. Exactly. A little at a time. That's exactly. Trick. Um, <laughs> so my blog's dope. And then... And also, how like, um, we'll put the link in the description, oh, but sure. it's just like a medium.com slash. Avi. Yeah, medium.com okay. slash. And then the okay. story. Cool. And, um, and it's A-V-I-I, correct? Yeah, it's A-V-I-I-V-A-N-P-R-A-A-G-H. I know mm-hmm. it's like a really convoluted name. A- but it's your um, name. <laughs> but beyond that, um, in terms of like blog posts, I always update. Uh, my Instagram is John Wayne Racy, which <laughs> I think is hilarious. <laughs> that is very um, funny. And so I'm like putting little updates and people are like actually reaching out to me like now that like I post and be like, hey, check out my blog. I guess it's cool. They've been reaching out to me and being like, I've read this and I love it. And the fact that people love That's my amazing. writing, I'm just like, wow. Oh, I'm bad. You're I mean, great. It's a well, real... you're, you're a really good storyteller. Thank really you. good storyteller. <laughs> you're very, very intelligent and very witty. Like you have this wit that's very Thank natural you. to you. But yeah, I so like. I'm just I'm just trying to like reach out to people who need help because I feel like there's so many people who have actually been through or are currently going through the leaving part, like the leaving process, which yeah. is like, and you so know tough. that statistically there are LGBTQIA kids it's in so that community hard. that will never have the chance to be free. Never. Ever. I was told that I came out to my sucks. mom. I was going to so say, I was ass. like, you came out as bisexual to your mom and you mentioned that that went very I mean, poorly. I came out as bisexual to my mom because she was talking about how she was going to uh, vote for someone because they opposed uh, gay marriage. <sighs> mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's upsetting. And she's like, why? And I was like, well, what if I want to marry a girl? And she's like, well, why would you want to marry a girl? And I'm like, because I also like women. And mm-hmm. then yeah. she just kind of looked at me mm-hmm. and I kind of looked at her. Mm-hmm. And then the, the entire conversation, the rest of it had like two minute pauses in between each like whoa that's a long ass pause because it was just like how long have you known and then like it was a pause and i was like since i found that lump in my in my tit which was that cancer that was not no it was benign oh but they removed it yeah that's good i still have a scar and you have you are not with Mm. the abusive person no with a boyfriend now i broke up with him because i had friends who actually gave me the strength to leave and then i met this other guy who's amazing and he like knows everything and when he found out i was gonna be a guest for you guys he was like i'm so proud of you and this story should go somewhere because it deserves to go somewhere and i was like he's so supportive and what do you do now what do you what do you do for what do you do what do i do um i actually work at a men's clothing store it's a suit store in fidei which is like i do custom suits for men and it's honestly like working with all men i'm nauseous all the time really (laughs) but yeah yeah, i understand that after what do you everything want I've do? been through, I want to write. Like, yeah. I, I really, like, I want to write. Could you I, maybe um, work, work, work at, like, a women's clothing store? Can you make a trip? That's for... I'm, or, I'm trying to do a trip. Yeah, it just for... seems like you don't... I mean, that's, like, it seems like it's going to kind of, like, flare up your trauma. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know... Um, yeah, no, I, I, you would be such a great... You are a great writer. I could tell already just by your storytelling, Thank just you. verbally. But, uh, yeah, have you ever submitted to, to any various... No, my blog is actually my first time that I've ever put anything I've written yeah. out in public. And the amount of positive reception I'm getting. That's really exciting. Yeah, incredible. I was like, I'm not concerned. I think like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who will listen to this and contact Yeah, I was going to say, if, this if is an anybody amazing story. look is, is uh, has a writing position, I feel like you would just be such a great mm-hmm. uh, journalist, writer uh, uh, of people's stories. Interview would be a great interview. That's what I want to The do. amount of empathy you have because of what you've been through. So... Um, can people reach out to you via your blog? Too? Yes. Is that um, contact? 
I don't think you can reach out via my blog. Okay. But you can, but you, but you can email Twitter. us. We can forward you. You just oh, got a Twitter. Twitter. You can Tweet. email them. My Twitter is also Avi Van Prague. Or you can reach me on my Instagram. DM oh, me. Slide good. into those DMs. Slide into those DMs. Don't be a fucking weirdo. Anything that's happening. If you send me a picture I don't like, I'll send you one you won't like. So <laughs> don't even try. I yeah, love that. That's a good response. Avi. Right? I mean. Thank you. For, thank you for having Jesus. me. You are, you are, you are quite the lady. You are a badass. You. you really are. I appreciate. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming and sharing the story. As I You're kind of mentioned awesome. to you, uh, that we want this is a, a kind of a story that we have been wanting. Like it's like we were searching for mm-hmm. you and we yeah. found you. And it's so great that after all you've been through, you still kind of want to help other people. Yeah. Your spirit is, that's what the podcast is all about. Just like sharing your story. So that kind of like, unfortunately it's a lot of bad stories and then we just tell them so that it doesn't happen (laughs) to other people, hopefully, but But it does make the world feel better. I think there's some good in there. Um, anyway, well, this has been another episode of guys. We fucked, you know, dedicated that to your mom. Um, the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Well, I have come to know that I was built too wrong well, I built a little warehouse I kept out all the weeds Where I could store my gold And grow my self-imported Well, I have come to know That I was built to roam Well, the windows got so tight I could not grow a thing The angels and the devils By the mirror Said I have come to know That I was built to roam Yes, I have come to know That I was built to roam When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bra sizes double A through G, and that is Third Love. Find your perfect fitting bra today by going to thirdlove.com slash GWF to get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash GWF. Again, thirdlove.com slash GWF. Third Love Tips. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.